Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, you know that feeling you have when you've just finished a really good game and you're just sort of... Mm-hmm. You're just sort of soaking in it. You're absorbing that feeling. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, I I am the same. Just sort of <laughs> drinking in all of that, which we'll talk about soon again for the yep. final time, yep. probably sadly. Until until yeah, goatee discussions. Until, yeah, definitely until definitely until the end of the year because I think this is probably one of the first real big contenders of the year. I think without a doubt, this will be in both um, of our lists. Like, I, there's mm. not even a, I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I, I, I'm top three at least. Yeah, I would it's, say it's for me guaranteed top five for me. But uh, mm. but apart from that, Joel, pretty good. Uh, it's been had the the. It almost feels like autumn is changing into winter now. So I can yep. I can hoodie up. I can hot coffee up. Uh, tonight I powered through like the first three episodes of the new Picnic at Hanging Rock on Foxtel, which meant using Foxtel, oh, nice. which sucked. But the show, oh, not nice. Quite good so far. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I, you reminded me that that was out tonight before we started recording, and I was like, "Oh shit, I want to watch that." Yeah, I feel like I might have I to. Feel like um, I should get a cut, set some time aside of their of their social media promotion. <laughs> yeah, dude, you you like just... I I probably wouldn't have looked twice at this for not because I, it's bad. I just I wouldn't have it wouldn't have been on my radar because it's Foxtel until you were talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah, one, because it was Foxtel, <laughs> but like, yeah, until you were talking about it and you were like, yeah, Natalie Dorm is in this like picnic and hanging rock thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, then it like, I, so far. there was, a, I, again, I was talking to you before about it and I was saying that uh, there was a night, the other night I was watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos, just catching up on my, on my daily stuff that I, I watch. And every pre-roll ad was an ad for picnic and hanging rock. I'm like, I think this. I think YouTube wants me to watch this show. I think Foxtel um, does. <laughs> yeah, I think Foxtel does as well. Foxtel's um, like, look, we. This was all filmed in Australia, but we had to pay to bring Natalie Dormer over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking oh. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, don't, I won't talk about it too much. I'm only th- only three episodes in, and there's three more to go. But uh, it's really, it's it's got its hooks in me. I mm-hmm. don't even have it much of a memory of the original movie, so I can't really compare it much to that. Okay. But uh, it, it feels it feels like its own thing, and I am enjoying it so far. That's good. I've never watched the old the original movie. Like I've probably should at some point because it's you know it's our state that it's set in, and we were say we were like yes. talking. We've talked before multiple about how we dr- the amount of times we've driven past Hanging yep. Rock, like. Like I did it, I did it about this time last week. Yep. To be like, that was probably when I was doing it. Like it's yeah, the amount of times that I, I'm, I've never been to, I've never been up. I've been to the base once, I think. I've never been up it, but yeah. I've also never so, been up yeah, it. Yeah, it was good to sort of. But maybe after this, maybe after this, or maybe not after this, depending yeah. how the series goes. <laughs> yeah. Already, I'm getting pretty yeah. ominous vibes we'll go- from it, so who knows? We'll we'll pick like a really like like. Foggy Silent oh, Hill esque day to go and just yeah we'll just really yeah cool fuck ourselves up completely it sounds um, like <laughs> sounds like a fantastic idea Joel and uh, that I, I love it I love it <laughs> you especially don't like the you sound of that. Like, you hate the sound of that 
Yeah, I do. I really, I really <laughs> don't. I was, I was watching Funhouse videos before, and I was watching their um, movie podcast, Film uh, Filmhouse, and they were talking about. Um, it was an episode around movies that sca- uh, like scar them as children. Yep. And I was like, okay, for most of it, because like it was just like pretty relatively innocent stuff. But, but if you saw it as a child, then what about? Yeah, they ended with Blair Witch stuff. Oh, okay, that wasn't where I was going to go. And I was like. Well, they ended with the Blair Witch stuff, and I like I had never I've never watched Blair Witch Project. Oh, really? They were showing the oh, end of, of the they were showing the end of the movie. Yeah, no, fuck no, God no, <laughs> fucking God no. I watched the end of the movie in a, like a fucking picture in picture box yep. during that podcast with no sound on the film, and I was still like covering my face. Really? I'm like, no. Nope. Oh, Joel, I, just, I, I just, do not want to. I just see want to it. sit you down and watch some scary movies, man. No, I don't like this <laughs> at all. Oh, it's not good. I was thinking more so. Do you know what? Of do you like know what? Actual kids, kids quote movies that would traumatize a child, like Return to Oz. That's one that that was about to say. That one got brought it, up. Yeah, it, that one. It, so and it like should. Gremlins and yeah, that one. Gremlins, I think, was another one they talked about a lot. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure as well. There was a couple of parts in that. Um, I'm sorry, Joel. I'm still, uh, but yeah, I'm still hooked up on the wheelies. Like as soon as I said that, like it was just them. Those horrible wheel monsters I've, can get fucked. <laughs> I've, I've not watched Return to Oz. Good, don't. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know whether I should now no. as like an adult and me just be like, it's not, oh. it's not worth it. But yeah, yeah. It, make um, make the most you know of what your I like sanity. To do to scare myself. Yeah. Do you know what I like to do to scare myself though, Kyron? What's that? I like, to, I like to do I like to do like adrenaline filled things. That's what I like to do. Not skydiving. That's bad. I don't like that. Okay, but that, that's the line. Um, no, today I went and uh, I became a stunt driver for the day today. Oh, nice! And it it was fucking cool. I got to drive new Mini Coopers, and I did a ramp to ramp jump, and I did some controlled spins, and I did a handbrake turn, and I got to go for a ride in a car that went up on two wheels. What was your favorite? It was a fun day. Uh, honestly, I think the controlled spins. Okay. They, they were a lot of fun because it, it's literally like you just had to, that was the only one, the only one of the things that we did that didn't have a speed limiter on the car. And it was just like, put your foot down. And when I tell you to push the clutch in, do that. And then, um, then when I tell you to slam the brake, I mean, hold the brake, like slam the brake and hold it. And the the moment you get it like right, and you just do like three spins in a row, and you're just like, "Yay, I'm out of control. This is fun." <laughs> so what you're saying is, if it was if Edgar Wright's looking for another stunt driver for like a baby driver sequel, get get you on the horn, get you on the line. You're good. You're free. Hey, I, I I I did the I did the handbrake box park. Okay, and the got the the instructor told me I did it really well. I felt like I did Look. really well. I've got video footage. Ash filmed me. I've got I've got videos. I can prove it. Got a video resume of my stunt driving <laughs> uh, exploits. Forward to Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, please. He's doing a sequel, apparently. Oh, he's thinking about doing a sequel for Baby Driver, but... I haven't seen the anyway. original yet. Um, so, like, good, I guess? Haven't you? No. I should. Oh, you really fucking should. It's a good movie. Like, at, at base level, it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I think it's great. It does some really interesting stuff with sound design and... and um, and choreography as well. That's really cool, um, and it fucking has one of your favorite actors. It in does. It has John. It, it has, has John Hamm in it, and I fucking love John Hamm, so I should see it. 
Like I'm probably gonna see. It's, I'm probably gonna see the... Tag because John Hamm's in it. Oh, that trailer looks pretty good though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I like that John Hamm. Um, like apart from that, like I like that this this guy who like blew my mind with his acting abilities on Mad Men is also just super happy to be like in dumb comedies because he's just hilarious as well. I love it. It's great. Well, because I think I because I haven't watched Mad Men properly yet, but like the first thing I ever saw him in was Bridesmaids. <laughs> and he's a dick in that. He, he's a massive he, knob. He is a dick in that. An absolute knob. Hilarious, but, but a knob. He, na- he um, nails it as well. Yeah. It's just, he's, yeah, he's fucking hilarious. I love that guy. He's, I, I honestly think of the things that I've personally seen him in, I think Baby Driver's one of his best performances. He's fucking phenomenal in it. Um, Just, oh, so good. But uh, that's the uh, uh, other mediums of entertainment segment of the podcast out of the way, I guess. <laughs> Um, I guess we should talk about video games, some, uh, right? Yeah, well, we should probably talk about the one video game that I've had time to play this week, I, which just so happens to be like one of the best video games of the year. So, I mean, it's early days, but it's a it's a true statement, <laughs> and it will to this point. Yeah, it'll, it's one of the best of the year so far. I am confident it'll stand true come the end of the year. Hmm. Hmm. So I, it will take a lot to topple this. I think it. We may as well get it out of the way now, Joel. This will this will be okay. probably our final time talking about God of War for now, and it will be full plot spoilers. Like, like, like this is like nasty spoilers. Like last week we talked We're about all we talked about a moment and sort of a couple of things around that moment. Like this week, it's just like no, it is it is everything. <laughs> yeah, if you think that that if you've only played like up to that point of the game and you listen to that episode and you think that's all there is like that that's all the game has to throw at you fucking think again yeah, you, are, you are wrong so that, i i figured we might as well throw that out there you get really time codes if you're still listening this you're like i don't want to listen to the spoilers look at the, the time codes like just, just do mm-hmm. that and you can avoid them that's fine it's easy exactly yeah we've done the work for and you then, and fine. then you can just go play god of war um, cause it's really fucking good it's so good. Go and play God of War for the love of God. Do it. Do it for War. Corey Balrog. Um, he deserves it. Do it for him. Fucking oath that that guy. Oh, he's such a legend. Um, but yeah. So, like, like you said, Karen, this is full spoilers as of now. Um, you have been warned. I'm stealing your tagline, Mister Broad oh, Goddess. No, he's gonna get us. Um, he's gonna get us. Yeah, he will. He'll probably ask us like probing questions again that we'll have to answer it's fine we're ready we're ready for it we were born ready for it <laughs> yeah it's right we're fine we're, we're, we're tough we're tough we're not tough especially we're... after god of war oh yeah i guess yeah well yeah okay i feel you i know. feel i feel more we're, vulnerable. We're, we're... <laughs> we've got thick skin um where do you want to start with this so okay right? where do you want to right. where do you want to jump in with because holy fuck, there is a lot to unpack here with I think, the back end of this game. I think if we're going full spoilers, I think the place I want to start is to just talk about about Kratos, really. Cool. Good. Yeah, I like it. Because um, last we saw him, I mean, the last I saw him, I know he had a couple of spin-off games that no one should care about. The last main game I saw him <laughs> in was God of War 3, and he was an angry man. Yep. He killed literally every Greek god that mattered that was left, and then... Yep. Mashed Zeus's face into like red mist, <laughs> and yep. then did he did he stab himself and then roll off a cliff? Is that how that game ended? I can't remember. I think it had something to do he with def- Athena. He definitely rolled off the edge of a cliff, and it was like 
Oh, he did. Where did yeah, where, he threw the blades aside. Kratos? Punched Zeus's... Yeah, exactly. But isn't there, like... Wasn't there, like, an after-credits scene where him, like... Ooh. I don't know. I feel like there was something after the credits. Ooh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, fact-check me on that one. I'm going to have to check that out afterwards. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was something that there was, like, a... I'm, there was, like, a almost... In my mind, it feels like like the end of fucking Batman versus Superman. Like, <laughs> I mean, the ground moved a centimeter, like a, a millimeter. The main thing to take away though is he was an angry man, and he did lots of murders. Oh yeah, and he did. Kratos in this game is very different. He grew tired of the fates. He, he no longer was he concerned <laughs> about not reaching the sisters of fate. He just no longer cared yeah. about the sisters of fate. Nope. Plus, he'd already killed them, so nope. screw him. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, or he dead. Care about anymore. Um, mm. But yeah, so I I think, I mean, I'm sure everyone has said it, but we have a more mature Kratos, which is refreshing. A more fleshed out Kratos, like... Three-dimensional. Apart from like, yeah, apart from like, here's this angry guy, like I said, this angry dude. He's a god. Oh, he, he wasn't a god, and he killed the god of war, and he became the god of war, and he yeah. just got angrier. Yeah, because so. I, I mean... Obviously, he's had like he's got responsibility on him because now he's a father. He has his son Atreus to sort of mm-hmm. guide. Who as fuck it, man, we're full spoilers. Atreus is obviously yep. with his with his parentage as it is with his mother, who ends up mm-hmm. being a fucking a giant, a giant. Yeah, so he is part giant, part god. Like that's yep. that's that's a weight to carry, and like obviously you learn that at the, at the end of the game, but. Watching Kratos sort of guide him, I guess, like be a parent, is really interesting. Yeah. It's it's Kratos. It's, doing it's this. almost like <laughs> it's, it's it's almost like too, especially the first half of the game with the relationship between Kratos and and, and Atreus. Atreus, I do that all the time. I call him Atreus. Atreus. <laughs> um, yeah, from fucking Neverending Story. Um, <laughs> It's, I, I do it every time and I second guess oh myself my before God. I say it and I always say the wrong thing that's my favourite yeah, that is my fucking, absolute favourite yeah. I try um, yeah no, the, the relationship between those two especially from Kratos' side it, it's almost like he he's he's obviously scared to open himself up to having an emotional attachment to a child again because last time he had a kid and a wife. It didn't go so well. He's still literally carrying those scars with him everywhere he goes. Yes, he is. Um, so it's, you know, I, I kind of get that. The, the, it, it was it was heartbreaking to watch those those moments where he'd reach out. Oh man, to, to touch Atreus and and like you know, congratulate him on something or like you know, be be a loving father basically and sort of pull back. You could sense that fear inside him, just going. I don't know if I can, I can open myself up to this again. And I and I liked those moments because it, like, obviously because of how the game is put together, it's the single shot thing. Those both of those times, the two main ones I can think of are like from behind perspective, and you there's no words or anything. You just see Kratos reach out, and then he retracts his hand. You're like, oh, just mm-hmm. it's okay, Kratos. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, you can do it, and it gets to the moment—the moment where he actually does follow through. There's like a moment halfway through the game where he does it, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's oh my god, like, 
my heart melts uh, right now. And and it only gets better from there as well. Like the, the relationship uh, like hits a couple other snags. Like the fact that um, Atreus starts like his sickness, because it's pretty well established from the start that he's not well. Yeah. Um, but they talk about it with, um, sickness. with Freya. Mm, yeah, he's not well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he uh, obviously, uh, at one point, uh, it, you know, succumbs to the sickness slightly. And um, but one of the most heartbreaking parts of the entire game, like having to carry a limp Atreus okay. in the boat, yeah, I love how they do that. Again, just because of how this game is put together with the single shot thing, you always see things from Kratos' perspective. Like the second that that happens, and you grab mm-hmm. Atreus, and you're just you are just running to get back yep. to to get yep. to Freya, and I'd- and then you get to the boat, and you like put him in the boat, and like you're like rowing, you're like yeah. come on, come on, and you get to the um, door, and you're like bashing on it, going Freya, open up. <laughs> Because she's like she's pretty pissed at you at that point as well. Uh, um, is she pissed at you at that point? She's not happy. Yeah, she locks you out. She's like, I don't really want to talk to you that much yeah. anymore. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. She gets more pissed. I, I get confused for when she's pissed versus when she fucking hates every fiber of Kratos's being. I, I get them confused sometimes. Oh, <laughs> oh, we'll come back to that because that's one of my favorite lines and scenes yes. in the whole game. Um, but yeah, like. That that I I was I watched um have you watched the spoiler cast that Easy Allies did with Corey not yet? not yet it's on my schedule sometimes this sometime this week to hopefully watch awesome cool it, definitely do it because it's great I I I finished the game last night I finished the story last night and I put the controller down I quit out of the game or I quit out of the game put the controller down went to YouTube and I watched that whole thing um and he was talking about that that scene like after. Atreus gets a uh, like you know taken over by the sickness completely. Um, he uh, like apparently there was a lot of talk about making it like a fast travel point or like you know being able to cut straight to like Freya's like cottage. Nah. Um, and he was like, no, no, this need. And he said twenty minutes. This needs twenty minutes to really hit that emotional point. And it is. It's almost like twenty minutes of like yeah. getting. From the fucking uh, tears, like hidden temple, basically to back to Freya's house, and it's just gut wrenching. It is the entire like way. that entire time. You just like fuck. Like we got to, we got to, yeah. got to get to Freya like ASAP. This kid's clearly not well, mm-hmm. and like you can, you can just sense Kratos is panicking as well. And you're like, again, this is Kratos. Yep. Kratos doing this. You're like, this is the guy who. Killed Hermes for his boots. Yep, like because he's like, I'm having, I'm them. having those boots, so I'm gonna kill you and take yep. them. And it's like this, oh my, just oh, like invested um, in Kratos as a yeah. character, and yeah, that's an incredible scene, and because that's also the one that leads to you having to go to Helheim, isn't it, to get? Yes. Yeah. It leads right into it. Basically, leads right into you going back and getting the that entire like hour or two of game um and like plot points it's just like bang 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 and it just it's it's I, insane I have, how excited and scared and emotional i was i have a minor gripe with that entire scene and it's not story related because all mm. the story bits are great 
My only problem yep. is like, all right, we're gonna go. We've got to go to Helheim. We got to You get to kill the, the the bridge keeper and get his heart. I was like, yes, this is gonna be great. Oh, it's just a troll. Okay, all right. Yep. And that yep. that was it though. And uh, the trolls and they're like one of my major hangups with this game. But we we'll, we can touch on that okay. later. But uh, that was just right. it. Kind of ruined that moment for me a little bit. But then I got the heart and I was back to like, no, I've got to get this to Atreus. Forget I just killed just another yeah, troll. Exactly. I've got to do this thing. For the boy. <laughs> but having a boy. Boy. Um, having said that, um, having said that though, killing the trolls with the big stones was always fun. Like the the final blow where you do the the, the um the quick time event of like oh, basically like yeah. smacking him into the, into his face and then like dragging down that stone onto their head. The first time I did that I was like, Oh, this game. I kinda wish it was so a couple good. just like slight variations, but it was still satisfying to mm-hmm. just like crush their face yeah, with their yeah. own weapon. But um, but yeah. I think yeah, it's like vari- variation in in enemy types, which they do vary it up a little bit. Like in terms of um, enemies, you'll see another enemy uh, that you've encountered many times before, and you're like, oh, one of these again. But it'll have slightly different attack patterns, and it's do like, you, okay. Do you know what, right. what the trolls remind me of, Joel? What they sort of remind me a bit of uh, how Breath of the Wild used guardians. Uh, well, yeah, sort of, true. not not completely, because I mean, obviously, in Breath of the Wild at Hyrule Castle, the place is overrun by guardians. But sort of, when you encounter yeah. them in the fields, they sort of like, okay, I need to, I can't, I can beat this thing, but I have to be a bit careful. And the trolls that sort of felt like that initially, you're like fighting through all these trash mobs, and then suddenly there's trolls, trolls, and you're like, all right, I'll be a bit more careful with this guy. He's got a health bar. Yeah, I'll take him seriously. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also too. Um, it also reminds me of the same of uh, that in terms of the guardians um, comparison. Uh, I think the the realm tears are very similar as well because you'll come across one of those and you're like, all right, I'll check this out. Oh, it's a purple health bar, and <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, like mistake. I'm, I'm I'm coming back for you later, and it was always a great feeling of coming back later and going. That's right. There was that realm tear over there. I'm gonna go back and just. Check in and see if I'm... And you, they come out, they're like a green health bar, and you're like, oh, buddy, I had a, you're about to have a bad day. <laughs> I had a similar situation to that. It wasn't a realm tear. It was just sort of like a boat dock that I... When I originally, like, rocked up on it, um, you may... You probably remember it. If, you, if you've done it, you may not have. Otherwise, you're going to learn about it. It's just... It was one of the docks. You get out of your boat, and, like, two wolvers spawn, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh. The first time I went there, they were, like, eight and had skulls, and they just destroyed me and but i must have just yep. i pushed it out of my mind and i was just running around doing some mop-up the other day for my platinum which i have now thank you um oh nice yes it's done i it is done beautiful game Def, if you can platinum it do it because it only asks that you see everything and those are my favorite platinums uh yeah no, i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do it i like no difficulty requirements you, you can do it on the easy mode if you want you just got to see yeah. everything and i think that's just the best way to do a trophy list playthroughs nope. or anything yeah yeah uh but yeah it's good so like as i was mopping stuff up i it popped up like new boat dock discovered and i was like i thought i found them all and i i like rocked up got out of my boat and then these two wolves spawned and i was like oh no boys you have come to the wrong beach and i i <laughs> shredded them they are now dead yep Dropped like flies. Yep. It's so good. And this game has so many of those moments where, like, I think a couple of weeks ago when we first talked about God of War, um, 
you mentioned about like that sort of Metroidvania elements that this game has, and it really does have yep. those moments. Where you you're really like, see oh, now, don't fuck you? That part back there. Mm. Yeah, especially once you've once you've opened up pretty much. I know that there are parts of the map that I haven't seen yet because mm-hmm. I was watching the spoiler cast and they were talking about a couple of. It wasn't anything crazy, but I was like, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, like I need to. I'm gonna go. Do, I'm gonna go find that. As I was mopping stuff That's up, really cool. I was still finding extra places I could go with, like the hell winds and that, with the blades of chaos and stuff. And I yeah. know that apparently the collector's edition came with a map or something. And it, oh, and, it okay. and on it, people found like a location for an item for like gear or something. So I've I've got to Google that and go find that as well because I want to know what it is. Oh shit! Like I'm gonna have to look up a guide I think and go through. Yeah, I had, how'd you go with? Is there a trophy for all the ravens? I'm sorry, Joel. There is, and yeah, I will I say that, that was be. probably the biggest pain in the ass because some of those things, I, I when it was like it is here, I would literally walk out of one of the fast travel gates and turn around, and it was right there. I'm like, how did I miss you? How did I yeah. miss you? But on the bright side, I like, know that there's. Most of them yeah. aren't too bad. The only ones that were annoying was like going back through the entire, like the mountain sucked and going through Helheim was sort of a pain in the ass, but most of everyone's were, were not too bad. But those two areas. I, I know that there's. Sucked. There's one in a, a particular um, uh, fight, like a Valkyrie fight, a hidden chamber area. Most of them. That I saw when I walked in there and I'm like, I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to get you after I've done this fight. <laughs> And then because it took me so long to do the fight, I'll be like, cool, I'm done with that fight. I'm fucking out of here. I forget <laughs> until I think hours later and I'm like, where was it? I can't remember. I, I think most of the hidden chambers do have ravens in them, sort of as like Odin's way of keeping an eye on them. But uh, Which again, I love. Yeah. That, as, a, as far as collectibles go, I like that that one sort of feels cool. But yeah, Odin would want to keep an eye on this place. Or like all of Midgard yeah. and stuff like that. It makes sense. And Kratos would obviously especially, want to shut those eyes. Especially considering how this game plays out. Yes. He so definitely wants to know what's going on. We got on. a bit sidetracked. Back to Kratos. Mm. Back to the after the stuff yep. with Atreus and after you rescue him and all that and, and you cure him. Um, yep. And you think things are fine because then Kratos has to... Re- he reveals that he is a god to his boy. Yep. And you're like, okay, Come down and tell this him. has happened. It's because, like, it's it's a big deal. Kratos has been keeping it secret. Freya knows. Atreus doesn't know. Atreus probably should know. So it's a bit of back and forth, but he finally does it. And then, like, Atreus's character starts to take a turn, and you're like, oh. Yep. Uh, kid, pull your head in, mate. Like, he starts to get, it become, like, a bit angsty teenager. Yeah. Like, like, all right, mate, come on. Like, that scene where he, like, gives Sidri lip at the... At the forge. Oh. I was like... Poor Sindri. Man, Sindri's just like... Poor Sindri. He's got a rough, he's got a rough go already, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's, it's it's already, like, shitty enough that he, him and his brother don't talk over something stupid. And they both know it's stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, but, like, that, that already hurts. And, you know... And Sindri's lovely. He's so funny. I love him. I liked him. I liked... He's so great. I liked I liked those dwarves more than I thought I would come the end of the game. But... They were a really good pair. But yeah, so then Atreus sort of goes off the deep end. Is... Because it was in the... It's in the... In Tyr's Temple where you fight... Uh, shit, what's her name? It's 
Modi and, and Magni. Magni. Magni, yeah. Modi and Magni, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you fight those two. Tory Baker and Nola North. Yeah, both dead now. <laughs> yep, both dead now, but had no idea it was them until I saw the cast list and I was like, wait, Troy Baker and Nolan North are in this? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're brothers again. When, right, when, yeah, right when you told me they were, that that's who they were, it sort of clicked. Because I think I read that they were both in it and I was like, who would they be? And, there, they, and then you said there that. Is one and more, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. There is one more Troy Baker cameo in the game, but... If you watch the uh, Easy Allies spoiler cast, you'll find out what that is. I don't want to ruin that for you. Oh, really? Um, Corey Barlog talks about it. It's nothing crazy, but it's pretty okay, funny. Interesting. Um, yeah, but, uh, pretty funny. I was like, holy shit, I need to go do do something to hear that. Okay. Um, I'll have to look into it. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah, so, and then, so what ends up happening is just... Kratos has to pull Atreus aside, essentially. And he's just like, mm-hmm. pull your head in. Like, cause I, again, I don't remember for the life of me which of the two it is, but the one who survives out of the two, is it? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I think it's Modi. Sure. Why not? That, like, to be honest, they're pretty interchangeable, and I kind of I liked that as a thing. But essentially, that... that it's the younger brother, yeah. yeah. It's the younger brother. He comes back, and he's just basically like, Thor blamed me. And he's he's clearly been pretty badly beaten by by the almighty god of thunder, and is essentially at death's door. And then Atreus ends yep. up like stabbing him in the neck after Kratos is like, "No, he's beaten. He's not worth yep. killing. So we're not going to kill him." And I believe Atreus says, "But why shouldn't we? We're exactly. gods. We can do whatever we like." And it's like, "Oh no, don't." Yeah, this We've- is. Oh. We, as a player who have played this series, have seen how this goes down. Yes. This is exactly how God of War 2 starts. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, we've seen this before. And just when Kratos, Kratos has seen this before, pulls him aside and, for, for lack of better words, tells him to pull his head in. Like, it's just such a good yeah. scene. And, yep. oh, Joel, I still can't believe how invested I am as, in, as Kratos now. Like, I just can't believe it. I'm shocked. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it's insane, and like th- this is a this game is a triumph in terms of uh, like like the technology behind it as well. Like it's one of the most gorgeous looking games I've seen. Um, the motion capture is stunning, um, on par with like Naughty Dog level stuff. It's just it's crazy good, um, and the voice acting is amazing. But also the fact that, like you said, we actually care about. Kratos as a character now. And yeah. It's just and absolute insanity. When when that scene comes, when it loops back around, when, again, we're, fuck it, we're, we are full spoilers, when you're fighting Boulder. Yeah. And you have him yeah. in, a, in a position where Kratos can just kill him. He can just do yep. it. And Atreus is like, mm-hmm. stop. Like, he's, yeah. he's beaten. And Kratos listens. Yep. I was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. Look at but then this. also he turns around and because Boulder still goes to try and he, kill his mother, who that's a different thing. Accepts though. it exactly. But I that scene where he's just like, "We as gods, we have to be better. Than, we are gods. Oh, I love be that entire be discussion with Atreus. Just that thing, like because and then when, like, when Atreus is like, "Is this how it always ends? Like sons killing their mothers and killing their fathers? Ah, yep. oh, just oh, yep." Yep, 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 yep. 
And then just like fucking Kratos just snapping Boulder's neck. It just snaps his neck. That's it. Like, it's not a gruesome death or anything. I kind of liked that as well. Just like, snap, done. You're done, son. Uh, And Ragnarok is now triggered because Boulder is the first to die. Let us go. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, okay, so... God, there's so much that happens in this game. I feel, especially I feel in this like last like three hours. We could normally talk about this whole episode, but we shouldn't. But yeah, there's a lot to unpack. <sighs> yeah, I I just want to I want to touch briefly on the stuff past that. Like, so once you, because obviously the the main goal of the game is you trying to get to oh, oh, drop Joel, off, like you know. But first, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this as well. I'm, I need to bring this up as well because oh, I because I love it. Do it, do it, do it. Because uh, it's going to tie into what I think you're going to get to eventually. But uh, when you're fighting Boulder, so the the setting there is. He's, he's come for you. Like, you've been thrown to this spot by the World Serpent because it was getting beat up by someone, which we find out is Boulder, essentially. Yep. And he... After after you have been inside the fucking yeah. World Serpent... Go, going to visit the Fall like, Statue that it ate earlier. <laughs> so good! It's great. This game is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, Boulder rocks up and and Freya turns up and she's like, look, don't, don't kill him. He is my son. Don't. <laughs> And you're sort of yeah, like, well, yeah. at the moment I can't anyway because he's impervious. And then he punches Atreus. And for those of you who are like who are into Norse mythology, you're probably like, he has punched the mistletoe arrow. Now he is vulnerable to death. <laughs> yep. Like cool. when 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 Freya takes those the arrows off of you, saying they're cursed. I'm like, that's because they mm-hmm. are mistletoe. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need those arrows yeah, to kill Baldur. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't realize that either. But like, yeah, did you trigger when when Kratos used? It to fasten back up his quiver. It, I didn't initially, but my housemate Brennan, who was on last week's episode, he was like, "That's uh, going to be a thing," and I was like, "You are, you are actually one hundred percent right." The second yep. that got tied yeah. on there, it's like that is a thing that's going to come up because it was the last. Like when it wasn't until she threw away the rest of the arrows, and I was like, "Oh, that's it. That is the last mistletoe thing we've got. That's going to be important later." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was still cool when it I, happened. I kind of. I kind of forgot about it, and I didn't really know that mistletoe was like it's, that's a his thing. weakness. Like it, without without that knowledge, it probably wouldn't have. But because again, I I'm not encyclopedic about the Norse stuff, but I knew that much, and I was like, no, this is going to be a thing. But the way it was done was just so clever because it throws you off because he 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 hits Atreus hard. Oh yeah, he yeah. like Kratos is like breathe, and, breathe, because he is struggling. Yep, and then it pans. I was like, back. oh god, this is it for Atreus. <laughs> yep, and then it pans back oh. to Boulder, and then you're like, oh, 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 he can die now, and I just, I, bit, oh. and even he, even Boulder's just like, I can feel. Yeah, because that's a thing. That's a whole I can thing to feel his, things his now. Character. He wanted to feel stuff, but Freya refused to let him. And then you're trying yep. to fight him, and Freya's trying to restrain you with her powers and stuff. Yeah, she fucking takes hold of like the corpse of a giant to try and Shit. and you fight. Oh my god! And you fight on the chisel, and you just like you <sighs> you double team him with Atreus, like punching him, and Atreus is, is like smacking him with so a bow cool. and stuff. Oh, it's so good. And Joel. this is this is after the last encounter with Boulder, where you fought him on a fucking dragon. Yes, <laughs> like. What this? What the fuck is this game? It's insane. It's so damn good. And and, um, and I think it's worth mentioning that like any 
like it's so that's a, that's a thing that's so easy to mess up because when you put when you take this game aside you're like okay what bosses do i fight you fight trolls and you fight boulder mm-hmm. like twice three times those are kind of a boss and you fight uh you f- you fight modium uh uh magni as well yeah but that's sort of it those are the only bosses but that's a cool boss fight too. It is a cool that boss fight between the two of them is really cool. It is cool. I do agree. But like, I could see that being a reason to complain, but they just do them so well. And the boulder fights, especially I will come in, come the end of the year. I'll still be saying this. I just, every blow that you deal to, to the boulder fights, you, it just, yep. it feels like it has the appropriate weight. Like in the first fight, you're punching him through trees and you're like, it feels right. Like, it feels good. Yeah. And in in the last it's, fight... It, it, it's... Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, in the last fight, when you're, like, back and forthing with Atreus, where you're punching him, and Atreus, like, smacks him with a bow, and you <sighs> kick him and stuff, it all just do feels you know I, so good. Do you know what I love about that sequence as well? What's that? Is that you're controlling... You're mainly controlling... Atreus. Atreus in that fight. Yes. And that's really fucking cool. It is. And I don't know... Because Cory Barlog has, again, on that spoiler cast, he says a lot about he's got a lot planned out. Whether or not he gets to make that or not, he's got a lot planned. And that's what's helped him build this world the way that he has. So I don't know whether that's going to come into play because there's one other final bit of information about Atreus that we haven't really talked about yet. Though. No. And, and, it, and it, I it's kind the, of. It's the part that is most interesting to me. Yeah, because I kind of had it this moment. I actually said to, to Ash as well, halfway through, I'm like playing it and I'm like, we haven't heard about the, okay, I'll get to that, but we hadn't heard about that specific person. You may as well, we're in full spoilers. In this strong. game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, throughout the game, uh, uh, towards the end of the game, you finally get to the top of Jotunheim to um, uh, get rid of the ashes or get rid of, to scatter the ashes of, of, um, of Faye, um, Atreus's mother and, and, Kratos is, I don't know if he's they were married or anything or not. Or it's not really he's explored. Yeah. But um, again, it'll probably come up in sequels. Exactly. So this is after you found out that she was a giant. She's basically like, she foresaw everything that you've done up to that point. Which she also um, hid from Kratos because Kratos is, is essentially like, it means I'm not the only parent who had a secret. <laughs> Yeah, right. He was like fucking news to me. Yeah, um, he would pull the wool over his eyes. Um, but yeah, like, but it's revealed in like a giant mural that like it's it's their journey that they've been on for the entire game. And and Atreus is like, look, there's the, there's the dragon, there's Boulder, there's there's all the things that we've encountered. Um, and he sort of says a line. He goes, uh, he says something about. It's a really weird. He goes, "It's really weird what they call, they, they've called me a really weird name, though." And Kratos is like, "What do they call you?" And he goes, "I don't know. It's a weird name. Something about Loki." And I was like, "Fucking knew it! I fucking knew it! I had this because when I had that conversation with Ash, I'm like, she because we were talking about like because they mentioned Thor and Odin so much, and you don't see them. We'll get to that. You don't see them um, at all throughout the game, and um." Yeah, I was like, well, surely Loki's going to be around somewhere. Like, some, like he's got to be around somewhere. And I'm in my head, I'm going, I wonder. That. And as I kept thinking about that and marinating that over in my head, I'm like, huh. And it just it came down to something about he, um, Atreus's like character design. 
had like a very kind of like oh. trickster-ish feel to him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Hmm. So I wonder. So you're completely right. And you know what, Joel, just out of curiosity, I opened up the, the wiki page for Loki and it also mentions here, which I, I wasn't super aware of it. So I knew that the weakness of, of Boulder was mistletoe, but Loki even, he, he even has an, an, a role in engineering the death of Boulder. So like, it all makes sense. This is oh, all ticking fuck. boxes. <laughs> fuck. Um, oh uh, yeah. And I, I, that reveal, I was like, even though I had suspicions, I was like, fucking yes, let's go. And it's great. Cause Kratos is like, ah, cool. That's weird. Yeah. Like, Cause Kratos would have no idea. He has no idea. No idea. And the other, it's He's a, like, it's, it's weird. Another cool thing that I like about, about this world that Corey has built is, um, uh, Tyr. Tyr is a, is a God who is not present anymore. In this world, yeah, and he is no, he's yeah. he's basically the closest thing the Norse gods have to a god of war, so that works out pretty well. Yep. Um, but he's kind of like the basically the the polar opposite to to Kratos, really. He in is in terms of, but he also like old Kratos, especially, and he opens up very tantalizing possibilities for the future of his franchise, te- teasing stuff like mm-hmm. Egyptian religions. Like you see, like mm-hmm. the little eye there. You're like, "Ooh, hello!" He's got his vault is full of interesting things, including a vase like, of Kratos. Yeah, I, like Japanese stuff as well. I think's in there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, oh, it's I I tantalizing. Saw. And um, yeah, and we even I I know we're going to talk about the the little essentially what I would consider the closest thing to this game's version of a Marvel post credit sequence. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, but. I also feel like we've done an injustice to Mimir by not mentioning him because I fucking love oh, him. Just having fucking so good. Mimir is great. Carrying this head around with you, telling you awesome Norse mythology stories in battle. He also calls out like enemy positions as well, and he just especially when he calls out behind you as yeah, well, which because you know um, that affects him because that's where he is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. From from the from the spoiler cast as well, they all. But that was one of their favorite parts. Um, it means that you could play the game without were- the um, without the like because it's got like a detector for where enemies are going to attack from. Yeah, and I like that. That means you can play it without it because it it does it is a bit yeah. of an eyesore sometimes. And it does give you the option to turn it off as well. Yeah, to just to go um, no no HUD, and I like that option. Yep, or like specific parts of the HUD as well. So um, the compass is the worst. I, I- this is the last bit I'm going to bring up from the, the spoiler cast that I watched, but I think it's really fascinating as well. Um, Corey was talking about the fact that Faye had seen everything and was basically leading them on this journey. Yep. Right down to the point that the he was talking in the spoiler cast about like visual cues. I can't remember exactly what it's called. They had, there's a name for it in like game design. But like basically like the yellow lines mean you can climb up there. Uh, oh, in like yeah, yeah, Uncharted yeah. games or like, you know, like the visual cues that you would use to progress a player through like a narrative story. Yeah. Um, in this one, it, Corey said he's like, they're all placed by Freya in terms of in the world because uh, she's already been on that journey. They're all placed by, Fre- uh, not Freya, by, by, um, Faye. by Faye. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy fucking shit. That's, tr- that's, that's great. That's great. That is very cool. 
I was like, that's fa- fucking fantastic. That, like even the fact that he had thought down to that level to make like a, a basic, like a basic video game mechanic work within the lore and the storyline of what was being told. That's crazy. Within the game. That's really and that cool. world. Uh, fucking amazing. It is also worth mentioning there is still that one, that one question mark left from that entire mural is that mystery image, which is sort of obscured, mm-hmm. which looks like something coming out of Atreus and maybe out of Kratos or out of Kratos and into Atreus or vice versa or something weird. Mm. I don't know what it is, but it's it's ominous. Something snake-like. Yeah. So something serpenty-like. That's interesting, and that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, now I also really like, but once you kill Boulder and you go to Jotunheim and you scatter the ashes and you yep. have all these nice moments as you're walking back, like it plays the, the, <laughs> the credits scroll and yep. Kratos tells a really cool story about the, the Spartan Atreus that he knew. And I just love that mm-hmm. as well. Like anytime that Kratos sort of is is mentioning his, his like Greek pantheon killing or like his, his history from the Greek era is just like oh it's it it's weird but i also dig it because like yeah he's jumped from one and I love, place to another <laughs> yeah and i love that at the end of that as well atreus goes huh you finally told a good story like and mimir missed it <laughs> yeah exactly and mimir missed it yeah because he's um, but also then you get you get mimir back and yeah he's been with the dwarves and they sort of ran away and left him to be basically <laughs> but mimir is just like oh by the way when we get back to uh, Midgard, it's going to be different. And they're like, how so? It's like, it's going to be snowing. It's going to be very cold because I, now you're going to have to correct me on this because you're the one, you're the Norse mythology of the two of us, <laughs> uh, guru of the two of us. Uh, what's the name of the, the, the winter to end all winters? Uh, uh, it's Fimble Winter? Frost. Oh, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Fimble Winter. Like basically the thing that kicks off... Um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, basically. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the winter to end all winters has settled in, and yeah, it changed the map. The map is now covered in snow, and yep. it's snowing. It's a permanent, and, like, weather condition, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep, because, because yeah, the end of days is coming, and poor Kratos, having actual good intentions this time, has still managed to bring about the end of the fucking world. He still managed so. to put himself in a position where he's going to have to kill gods. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Joel. Um speaking of Yeah, speaking of killing gods, uh like you said, there was a there's a Marvel esque post credit scene as well. Um I really like the way that this is handled as well because once you do the, the Jotunheim stuff and you go back and you see the map's all covered in snow, um the game tells you, Hey, you can fairly go explore Midgard now and all the realms and pick up anything extra that you haven't done or any items you've missed and basically you've sort of, you know, Open, free reign to what you've discovered so far, which is great. Um, but they keep talking about going home. They're like, let's go home. Let's go home. You don't get, I had no idea. I didn't even pick home. up on this. Um, they, they talk about this a lot in that spoiler cast as well. It's really interesting to hear about their thoughts about it as well. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I was talking to you about it and you're like, have you gone home yet? And I went, no, but I'm going there. I was worried it was going to lock me out of doing anything extra post like post that and I found out later on that it was fine you could continue on so if you are finished have finished the game and you haven't gone home yet and you are either delaying it because you haven't um finished up doing anything or you didn't know you could 
regardless of those two things, do it. Yeah, pause this and go um, do that. <laughs> pause this, go do that. It'll take you like 10 minutes, if that. Um, so as of now. Um, <laughs> go and... Uh, so once you get back as well, like it, like you have like a nice, lovely little scene uh, of you going to bed. It's like it's like lovely. it's like press circle to rest essentially, and you're like, oh, yep, press I, circle to rest. You know what? They've earned it. <laughs> yep, they've been up for like forty hours and they haven't done anything. They haven't slept and they haven't eaten, uh, according to Corey Barlow. <laughs> like, yeah, they didn't eat anything either. Time is frozen. Um, Days don't pass. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty much. Um, and yeah, so you go to sleep and that, that activates the full like credit scroll. I was like, oh no, it doesn't. Before that, yeah, you get it's, the, it's a flash forward. It's before that. Yeah. You get so it, it pops years up later. years later, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, our two wonderful heroes are woken up by some loud noises from outside their house until all of a sudden a bolt of lightning comes through the roof. Oh. And at that point, you can pretty much fill in the gaps. Um, there is a shadowy figure covered in all furs standing out in their yard. Kratos says, who are you? Uh, and then you get a pan down and the furs move and you see the head of Mjolnir. Oh, and then cut to black. And it's like, fucking yes. We're, this is going to be the worst wait ever for God of War. It is. Two, two. Because as, oh. as much as I love God of War, I was I was constantly in my own head going, imagine how fun it's going to be when you fight Thor and you've got the Leviathan Axe, yep. which you can call back, and he's got Mjolnir, which he mm-hmm. can call back. And just think of oh, man. all the stuff they can do with that. Oh, but- and the fact that they the fact that they set up... Because Mjolnir, uh, if you... like, if, if Someone like me, especially, who knows of Mjolnir because of Thor mm-hmm. from the MCU. Like... But you, it's it's like pretty like universally like you can sort of get the same idea from it that it's oh it's yeah legendary weapon it's you can like harness the power of lightning all this sort of stuff it uses it to fly around all that kind of jazz you can throw it call it back but in this game they make it sound like it is like this like it's essentially like a nuke basically yeah it, it's devastating to anything that it touches and it's it's this feared weapon to the point that Brock and Sindri, that's why they fucking separated because they argued over whether or not it was their fault for creating it. Wasn't it? I think as well. Yes. Uh, y- yes. Mm. So that's a bit different Among other things I think, in, yeah. in, in like, that was the part where I was like, Oh, I mean, this is his own thing. Cause like, I'm pretty sure again, I could be wrong that Mjolnir is originally formed in, in Nostalgy because of, uh, because of Loki essentially. I could be wrong. Right. It's been a long, it's been a while, but um, either way, like yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why they they split up. And you know what? Fair enough, because this game does a really good job of it does a really good job of sort of setting up characters like Odin and Thor. Like you see that split second of Thor, you never see Odin, but you can just you know yep. that they're going to be big presences in the future of this whatever this little yep. arc ends up being. And I really liked that because I mean, God of War one. It didn't kill a bunch of gods, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I just felt like it went all in too quick. Whereas I liked it. This one sort of was just like, yeah, oh. Kratos is in this new world. He's got a son now, but we're going to focus on the developing Kratos and Atreus first. And now we're ready to just go to look- headlong into into Ragnarok. You've only got to look at the end of 
one to realize that go, they go pretty big. Yeah. Quite literally, with the giant fucking fight against Ares at the start, at the end of the, the first game. Yeah, yeah. I'm also mentioning like, that they don't kill heaps of gods, but heaps. Yeah. I still felt like they were sort of way in there, where I, I kind of like this, this game's more, not reserved approach, but it, it spends time establishing new Kratos and his son, and it gives you some fodder. Like, it gives you Boulder, it gives you the, the two brothers and Freya and all that, but you know that, like, Odin and Thor, it builds them up just well enough, like, with all those, like, the giant, um, the Jotner storyboard things you can get, and you're like, yeah, wow, yeah, Thor yeah. sounds pretty horrible, guys. Yeah, and Odin seems Mimir's just like, up. yeah, Odin sucks, dude. You're like, okay, all yeah. right. Odin's like totally into psychological warfare he and it's <laughs> fucked. Like it's so fucked up what he does to people so- and and how they portray him in this game and it's just it's nuts. And you, um, and you don't but see you him. never see them. And you I lo- never see him. And I love that. Like I'm so ready to fight them and I feel like I've got a lo- like even even without seeing him Kratos has enough reason to be like, "All right, okay, when I see these guys, like it's on. Like it's for real." Yep. Yep. So, Once, I, I, man, oh, man, I just I cannot wait for that. Can you imagine the the reveal of Odin? Can you like how how much sweeter is that going to be when we've not seen anything from him? It's true. Apart, we've heard legends and stories and tales, and on, like on, about him. On one hand, I'm worried, but on the other hand, I I liked the designs they went with in this game. And even just looking at at, at at Mjolnir's like head on on Thor's belt, yep. you, don't, you don't really see Thor. He's just sort of like a huge cloaked figure. You get a shot of Mjolnir. They describe him as like, yeah, they describe him as like pretty like out of shape and like slovenly. I think as well. Yeah, but I think in some in some times when they talk about about him, so he's he he ain't Chris Hemsworth. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's, he's honestly. He's big and he's strong. He's probably not very switched on. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but dumb. the shot of Mjolnir, like, it looks so good. So I have absolute faith that they're going to nail the designs for these two characters. But I'm just excited, like, it, to see them. Like, when it ha- whenever it happens, I'm not, like, don't force it. Just develop as you need and I'll, yep. I'll be ready when it happens. Yep. The fact that, that like, like, you know it's Mjolnir, even if you didn't know much about like uh, Norse mythology or even like the MCU about Mjolnir or anything like that. The fact that it's set up about how, how powerful Mjolnir is and that Brock and Sindri made it, you get that that's what that is regardless of all like prior yeah. knowledge yes. because of the way that it's made, because it looks exactly the same way that the upgraded Leviathan axe looks. The yeah. blade looks uh, of the Leviathan axe has the same intricate detailings as Mjolnir does. And that, is such a cool fucking detail. It's great. Um, that I, they've added in there as well. I love this game. Like it's so good. Yep, I do as well. I do as well. It's uh, it's funny hearing Greg Miller talk about it. Like he's just like it's his. Apparently, it's his favorite game of all time now. Like oh, it's, a, it's, it's a big it's, call. It's it's he. I'll give you. Well, his his previous favorite game was Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. So, I, uh, um, all right, interesting. I mean, Peace yeah, Walker's not yeah, a bad Yeah, I know, game. right? <laughs> yeah, no, he he loved it apparently, but okay. um, yeah, he's he's like, yeah, it's my favorite game now. He's like, I haven't been this 
enamored by a game for such a long time and uh yeah i mean it's, it's and honestly it's one it's such a memorable experience it's probably my my favorite like sony first party game like honestly i think it is yeah this is coming from like one of the number one uncharted fanboys here but yeah i'd have to agree with you um it's just like it's 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 like i don't know how to really describe it apart from like just we've just been speaking about it for 45 minutes it's just without because you always have that fear when you're talking about it you really love you're like am i overhyping it but I don't know if I am. I just, it's just that good. Yeah. And it, it's, just, it's stunning in, in a way that, uh, Corey and his team were so respectful of, obviously they were respectful because they made it, but like they were so careful with what they showed <laughs> prior to the game coming out. Apart from the tool as tip. Careful as they, <laughs> uh, yeah, the tool tip thing is shitty. That sucks. It's um, really shitty. But, I honestly think that was a, a an oversight of theirs, and I yeah, it sucks. But I think it was just something they may have overseen, unfortunately, which is awful. But you know, but in terms of like they like half of this game, if you looked at all the promotional stuff, you don't see any of you don't see half of what this game has to offer. A lot of it, and that's fucking cool. I think it really sort of the cutoff point seems to be about where you meet Freya, from what I can tell. Yep. And like everything yeah, after that is so. just like, what the hell is this? Yep. yep. Oh, and there's, there's a lot. And, and the World Serpent stuff. Mm-hmm. But apart from that. But I mean, the World Serpent was in the, one of the first trailers. So I think it was yeah, in the second you, E3 one. So The but, second E3 one. Hmm. Yeah, but they, they did a really good job. Like it's, it's what I mean when I say, hey, promote a game, but respect not spoiling stuff. And these guys did a really good job. It's a shame they... And there was a bungle at the yeah. at launch, but the promotional Man. lead up was great. Yeah, because even because they, they, the review codes went out like two weeks beforehand, the, before the game came out, and reviews came out like the review embargo went up a week before the game came out, and even still, most of the reviews that I saw or read or early impressions of it were people just going, "You need to play this game. I don't. I can't tell you anything else about it." They're like, we can talk like a little bit about the combat. I read an interesting article today about saying how it was, um, this person, the article was called like, you know, how it was almost impossible not to spoil one of the parts, the most impressive parts of God of War. And they were talking, of course, about the Blades of Chaos. Yes. And they're like, how am I supposed to write it? The guy writing this article was like, how was I supposed to write a review when there's an entire skill tree that I can't talk about and because it-, it would ruin a particular point in the game. And it's radically different. Like it opens up a whole bunch of new options. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy that that's that people imagine being in that position, having to review something and go, I literally can't talk about half of this game because it will spoil one of the best reveals of the game. And it's, and it's tough and I, it's a whole different discussion and you almost, I do feel for them because it does like, I almost want to say, just write about it. Just write about it, but say there's spoilers in this review. Because, like, I almost, like, have to talk about it, but I don't know. It's, yeah. it's tough. Like, But the thing was that most people who wrote a review were just like, if you are mildly interested in playing this game or you've been looking at a trailer and going, that looks interesting, it's like, play this game. Like, if you're a fan of God of War, you need to play this game. It is, It is so important that you play this game because it is such a, a different take and such a great new direction for Kratos and the franchise. And I'm so 
fucking excited to see where we're going from it's, here. In God of five War or six years time has finally matured, and it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in every every aspect of the game. Um, just oh, maybe man, give us just... something besides trolls next time. That's my that's my only thing. Because oh, I think we're I think we're going to because I, I really like the combat in this game, but sometimes it was a bummer yeah. where I'm like I'm like awesome I've got managing these packs down, and then the troll walks out and you're like okay well I'm gonna hack his ankles for about five minutes and that's sort of about it, and they just weren't very interesting nah, to fight c- compared to like having to like swap between dealing with like dark elves that could blind you or like travelers with shields on their backs elves. all those sort of things. Fuck dark elves. <laughs> that's fair. Dark elves are the fucking worst. And then you get Valkyries Blindness that can blind is... you. Oh, man. We didn't even talk about the fucking Valkyries that much. The Valkyries are the best fights in the game, but also they can... Some of them just can just go jump off a cliff. Yep. Yeah. Like, you were saying before about how there's not many bosses. I would, like... Those are, like, optional bosses, but they are... There are eight of them, and so, they are fucking what, awesome. What's interesting about the Valkyries, and as you said, like, very, as you said, very, there are eight of them. And they are boss battles, <laughs> but it almost feels like there's an order to follow because they build on one another. Yeah, like as you progress, you'll find out that certain ones have pretty simple like straight like um, move sets, but other ones have all the moves they had and new attacks, and then other ones have both of those Valkyries' move sets and new stuff, and until it culminates with Sigrun, who can just do everything. And yeah. you you just want to cry because she's just really mean no, yeah. and hurtful, and you just and want, you just yeah. want to you just want to help her by killing her, but she just refuses, and you just it just makes you sad and angry. Then you finally kill her, and you're happy. But those Valkyries, yeah. man, it's 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 weird because like you said about uh, they sort of build. There's like a specific order to them. They have different types of movesets and all this sort of stuff as well. But they also give you a little bit more of the story. They do. After you kill each one of them because there is something darker going on underneath. And then I'll be in the sequel. And mm, I don't even know the resolution. I'm assuming you get the resolution of that after, after Sigrid. Uh, not, I mean, you get a resolution. Some sort of, yeah, cool. That's what I'm assuming. I didn't think it was going to be the resolution. Yeah. It really feels like a jumping off point for like, what's going to come in the future. And you're like, yes, let's go. Let's do it. All right, I've got to grind out some gear and, and get my get my levels up to go back and take that bitch down. Yeah, look, um, she'll go down. It won't be it won't be easy, but it'll be satisfying when you get her. Yep. Oh yeah. Gotta get that souls feeling going. <laughs> that souls blood running in my <sighs> veins. Um look, like you said, I think we could talk about God of War all night. <laughs> it's just it's so good. That's God and of War, guys. I, I honestly <laughs> Fuck it. The rest of the episodes, God of War, we're doing it now. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't think this will be the last time we talk about this. It will be the last time we talk about this in this great detail. But I don't think this will be the last time we talk about this game. Because I, ha- I, I must say, I I have the utmost respect for first of all for Santa Monica, like Sony Santa Monica, and for Sony for letting him do this. There's no DLC yep. coming for this game. Like this is this is the complete yep. God of War. This is it. And I love that for starters. Like, it's crazy because I thought I before I knew that I like, I was looking at the 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 realm travel room and there's like, hey, look at all these places that you can't go to because it says it specifically says this oh, will never I, work. And I love that because again, that's just more like 
in the sequel. Like when you saw Asgard on that list, you're like, I'm probably not mm-hmm. going to go there, but it's cool that it's there because mm-hmm. I'm going to go there eventually. I know I will. Because it's Asgard, Vanaheim, you can't get to it, I don't think either, can you? No, I think Vanaheim is blocked. And is there one that starts with S? Svelte? Yeah. It's Svelteheim or something? Svartelheim? Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's where the dwarves come from, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But either way, like, they're there on, like, the realm selector, but you... Odin's blocked them for a good, and you're like, okay, interesting. I love that it says that. It's like, I love that it specifically says... This will never work. Odin has blocked any travel to here. And it's like, oh, oh, I just want to go there even more now. You yeah. tell me not to and I Odin, want to. Odin says no. I say yes. <laughs> it's like, I say no to Odin. <laughs> say, Odin. Say no Odin. Say no to Odin. Yep. Say no to Odin. The Noden movement. Hashtag Noden. Noden. Um, Alrighty. Boy. This game is special. Do we do we like give a it. do we give like a little a moment of like congratulations as well for the game selling three point one million units worldwide in its first three days? Yes, like it's now the That's fastest nuts. selling PS4 exclusive, beating out Uncharted Four and Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, way to go, God of War! And you know what? I fucking love both those other games as well. They are both featured. They are featured in those respective Game of the Year lists respectively um but yeah like this is it's awesome i went into an e i went into a jb a hi-fi the other day in the city i was at melbourne central after i saw infinity war actually i was in there because i was actually going to go buy thor ragnarok because i kind of felt like play, uh watching it um and i was in there and i was i walked past the game section and they had like the god of war display and a big sign in the middle that says sorry we're sold out we've got no more copies of it <laughs> It's crazy. And it's, I, I, I'm used to seeing that now, but it's usually for more niche games like, uh, like Yakuza or Monster Hunter as well. Like, yeah, because that's like a thing. Games that they didn't know how well they're going to do. This is a pretty broad appeal game. Sony would have pumped out heaps of out. copies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, they obviously did 3.1 million in the yeah. first three days. Like that's paid off bonkers. But apparently, still yeah. not enough though. <laughs> oh fuck. This game's going to be... Oh, God. I love it. God of War, so good. Corey Barlog, Barlog you're a fucking genius, and I love you. And I hate to say it, because I know I know this game took its toll on you, but sequel, please. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't want to be those people that are just like, more now. But I do Thank want you. more now. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, the sooner the better, please. That but I also great. understand that it was tough. So I respect <laughs> I that, but I want more. I don't want to be ungrateful, but I'm going to be ungrateful. But I'm going to be like a so little bit ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a tiny bit. Just enough to light the fire underneath you. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's fair. That's totally fair. Okay, I think it's time we uh, jump into some news topics. Um, now, we were talking before while we were discussing uh, God of War about um, other games that could potentially be... Um, taking out the Game of the Year spot that would be the sort of main contenders against God of War at this stage. Um, we recently got a trailer for one yes. of those games. A new trailer. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, new trailer dropped uh, last Thursday, our time, I think. 
like 1 a.m. Thursday. Yeah, last week, it was it was it was in the morning. It was after midnight, whatever night it was on. <laughs> yeah, I just got home from uh, from work and uh, I was like, oh, cool. It's like 20 minutes until this is going to be up. Uh, I've got work at 12 the next day. I'll watch this trailer. It's fine. Uh, and I'm glad I did because it's a fucking really good trailer. Uh, we sort of know a little bit more about where this game is going to be set and about the characters that are going to be in it and what to kind of expect, I guess, from said setting and characters. We got we got proper eyeballs on John Marston this time. We did, yeah. Looking a little bit scarred up. A little bit worse for wear. But, um, yeah, he's, he's in it. Um, Joel, I heard a really interesting theory and... Okay. I'm going, to bring, I'm going to talk to you about it because I don't know how this game is going to end, but this would make sense. People are saying, wouldn't it, would it, wouldn't it just make sense if this game sort of mirrored what happened in... Sort, sort of mirrored in a way what happened in the, in the first... In, well, I guess the second Red Dead game, technically. <laughs> I don't want to like yeah, slice yeah, up yeah, those games. Uh, where, yeah. where, hey, Red Dead Redemption spoilers, John Marston dies and you play as his son in like the, the, the end game, I guess, the last mission, the epilogue or whatever you want to call it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like talking about God of War again. It's kind of like the go home mission. Yeah. Almost like, so you be- can still fucking go and play around all you want. But you play as his uh, son. As Jack? Yes, it was Jack. So yeah. people yeah. have, people, I've seen some people wondering what if in this game you end up taking control of John Marston for like the final mission, killing the guy that you play as Arthur somebody, Arthur Dane, is oh. it? Because I'm not sure yeah, if he was even yeah, mentioned like... or featured in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, and then shit. it then it throws you back to the open world segments, and you're playing as John Marston for the post game. Oh. And, and I was then, just like, like the that final, makes like sense. The, the go home mission is the go home mission is you getting on a train and heading off. Yeah, it it oh, and it leads right into what it sort oh, of works, shit. doesn't it? It sort of yep. works, and it makes sense why that like that this character that you're playing as wasn't mentioned that much because John probably wouldn't want to talk about that. Yeah, especially if he's trying to make a clean break. Wow, so it also wow. slots in. <laughs> Fucking yes. Oh, I'm so hyped for this game. I'm so keen to get back into the Wild West, into Rockstar's Wild West. There were some like, shots in this trailer, Joel, that just looked so good. Like that mm-hmm. that shot of them sitting around the campfire. Like, yes. I made it my timeline header on Twitter just because I just want to look at it and go, oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love I loved that streetscape of just like everything that's going on. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, Coming from down an alleyway and it looks looking out onto a street and it's like there's so many people just walking by, carrying on with their lives, and yeah, it just looks like a world that I'm just gonna get lost in. Oh boy, yeah, I'm so, so excited. I know that some outlets saw like offhand gameplay by some Rockstar devs. I haven't really read their articles. I think it was IGN and maybe the Guardian. Yeah, I- yeah, IGN have been doing like a whole bunch of like preview stuff this week, I believe, since the trailer came out. Yeah, so I haven't actually mm. read those, so I I don't know what sort of stuff was shown off there. I've only really watched the trailer, unfortunately, but the trailer alone gets me pretty excited. Game looks incredible, and I also will yep. always respect that Rockstar 
just being Rockstar will just go, uh, trailer tomorrow, guys. See you then. And just like, that's it. Yeah. That's how this game was announced. It was. That's how... They were like, they changed the color of their fucking Twitter profile picture and everyone lost their goddamn mind. Like, that's all it took. It turned to that, that, it just turned to red and everyone was like, fucking Red Dead, we're doing it, let's go. Everyone <laughs> just fucking lost their goddamn mind. And I was one of them, absolutely. I was like, it's happening, it's happening, everyone. <laughs> it was crazy because it was um, Red Dead and Switch in the same week. <laughs> fuck, it was too, man. Red, red everywhere. <sighs> so good. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously I'm day zero for this game. Holy shit! Oh yeah, I no, am there. No doubt. Out the gate, ready to ready to roll. This ready is no to tame like breaking horses and and ride them around and hang out with my my cool cowboy gang, <laughs> and just probably do like the just for hunting side missions and all that other stuff as well. Man. It's oh, all gonna all be so motherfucking good, things. Joel. Like <sighs> twenty. I, I think I'm pretty sure I said this last week. I'm just gonna repeat myself again, and I'm just gonna say that the the quality of games since like Breath of the Wild, even you could say before then with like Resi Seven and all that, quality of games mm-hmm. have just been insane. Like, yeah, and we've got of War not, now. Not- we've got Red Dead coming up in months, and there's all this other stuff that'll be happening as well. Like. And like you said, it's not like it's not even just in like the AAA space. It's games in general. Like indie games have stepped up their marks so much to the point now where we have this like weird double A space in between with things like Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, and um, oh, there's another one as well that, I'm, that a lot of people were talking about. That sort of that same sort of like not quite a first party AAA or not quite an indie game, but like you know, a smaller team, but. Um, I am not sure what you are referring to, but I am aware of, of the Hellblade comparison. Yeah, Hellblade's the big one, but like, uh, I'm responsible for that sort of mid, mid-tier mid space, I guess. But like, or everything's been of just such a high quality. Um, do you think... Do you think this is a bad thing for the games industry? Like that we're going to get even more critical than maybe a lot of people already are with reviews and things like that. When people do see like those sevens, cause it's already a thing when people see a seven, they're like, well, it's shit. I'm not going to play it. Um, I mean, it's tough. There's always going to be a discussion of the importance of review scores. It's so hard to be like, Hey, this, this number that I'm going to put at the end of my review, it represents everything that I said in my review. And by looking yeah. at this number, you get it. Like it's just, I don't, and I know why we have numbers. I get it, but all the information you need is in that review. And if you see a number, and that's what you judge the game by, like that's a mistake. First of all, like, and obviously mm-hmm. we need to, we need to get past sevens being a bad game because they're not. It's not seven is still no. is still respectable. Like when you get below, a it's five, above average. Like it's above average. It's yeah. still a good game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've always felt that's a bit ridiculous. And, but I mean, I do see yeah. a point because these games that are coming out, like God of War is like insanely getting like so many near perfect scores as well as a lot of perfects, much like Zelda did last year. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Red Dead will also do it because it's Red Dead and Rockstar just, mm-hmm. they just do it. They get those scores. And 
it's interesting to consider, but also, no, just keep giving me good games because I don't care. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, honestly, like me personally, I'm like, that was fine. I'll keep playing amazing games. But I just, I had that thought then where I was like, could this have potentially have a negative impact on the industry? And uh, I just think that people who read reviews need to actually read reviews is the main takeaway. And- and they are a review when it comes down to it is an opinion. It's yes. Not the, if you would like the, to look gospel. at if you'd like to look at an objective statement on the game, go to its Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, read the back of the box. It's like, oh, there you go. That's what the game is. All right, cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that we're both going to be in their day one for Red Dead, so look forward to our coverage on that. Day one, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's PAX PAX weekend, dude. Fucking. And it's not on Switch like Mario was. (laughs) Oh. And that's, it's. Yep. And because you're probably going to be like crashing at my place and it means Uh I. Yep. Cool. Yep. (laughs) It's, it's God of War weekend all over again. Um, but we had, Joel, we had time for God of War, like, on the Friday, at least, a little bit. That's like, true, yeah. This is going to come out, because yeah, right. This is going to come out, like, when PAX will be starting for us, probably. Was, oh. Is it October 27th for us, or 20, 26th? I think it's 26th for America, 27th for us, because timelines. Yeah, because it's a, th- yeah, because, yeah. Either way, that's, future, so. either way, that's Friday, Saturday. Either one of those. So that's most of both packs Mother, days. Motherfucker. Yep. Yep. God. Fucking damn it. Oh. It's fine. Well, we'll be there post packs. It's uh, maybe it'll soften the blow of like you know. I think uh, it'll, I think it'll blues. it'll make it'll make the blues a bit easier to deal with because we'll have a sweet cowboy game and we'll be able to jump online and be a sweet cowboy gang. Oh man. Fucking when they talk about that online shit, holy crap! I mean, brace oh. for brace for microtransactions first of all. Brace for battle royale mode. It was in the leaks. Yep, absolutely. I think it's going to happen. Um, do you think this game shows up at E3? I know Rockstar typically don't do it, but I was just thinking that. I'm wondering I think the this- timing of. This trailer, yeah. Having, having this trailer when it is and having a very select group of journalists, like, not play the game, but see the game being played makes me wonder if, mm-hmm. like, maybe not a huge presence, but maybe like a gameplay trailer. It still doesn't sound like Rockstar, but maybe it'll happen. Kyron, I'm going to I'm gonna declare that I think it's okay for us to start talking E3 things. <laughs> Open season, it's happening. I think. I think it's about time. I mean, I think we're we're almost a month out, so we have like E like three stuff coming up, and we've got an E three question. It's 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 exactly, it's exactly. And I think this would be a good point to start with because I think uh, if we were to see it, where do we see it? I mean, it's it's Sony because they have the marketing agreement with him. Oh, of course I do. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, that wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. I just remembered that. Thank you for reminding me. Um, God, you're absolutely right. It's going to be at Sony's. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty. Which sure actually I... that works out. Pre- that works out pretty well because I think I think Sony's show is going to open with Spider Man. I think we'll get. I don't think we're going to see anything. Oh no, we're gonna we'll see gameplay of Last of Us. 
in the middle. Um, and I think they close with Red Dead See, gameplay. So now I'm not as confident there. I don't know if we get like a full gameplay demo. We might, but I think it would we'll be get like a we'll get like a two and a half minute gameplay trailer. I think we'll get a trailer, but like, I, I think it's just because Rockstar will just dip their toes in E3. Because like it just it's just interesting that this trailer's come out when it has, and it journal yeah. journalists have seen some gameplay of the game, and we haven't yet. And the game comes out in October, and sure, they might just hold off and put out a gameplay trailer in between E3 and October because they're Rockstar and they do what they want. But I don't know, and I'm really interested. Tell, see, here's Rockstar, the thing. Tell me, tell me. I was, yeah, please. Um, I was watching uh, kind of funny games daily before, and they were talking about Red Dead. Uh, on it and they were talking about the trailer specifically how uh, I believe it was Gary Witter and Greg Miller were on and they were both like look Gary Witter especially which if you're not familiar Gary Witter was one of the is like the writer of Rogue One Um, he also wrote season one of The Walking Dead like the telltale Walking Dead Um, so he's pretty awesome he's an awesome guy Um, and he kind of works for kind of funny now uh, which is really funny as well Um, but yeah, he comes and does the games daily with them. And they were talking about, someone asked them a question about like, is it wrong that I th- I'm not super hyped after watching that trailer? And they were kind of like, well, no, I guess I'm not really that hyped after that trailer. And Gary would have brought up a really good point. He's like, I'm already in on this game. I can't, that trailer didn't do anything to excite me past the point I'm already at hype wise. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good point. It's it's a good trailer, but I was like, yeah, you're right. Like it's it didn't show anything crazy new. There I mean, were a couple of little tidbits in there, but like it if, was like, yep, I'm buying this game. If you're into Red Dead, you were no doubt in when they announced it, and if you aren't oh, into sure. Red Dead, like this trailer probably didn't blow you away because it was just some cowboys shooting guns and a couple of like mm. throwaway lines that don't really mean anything. But I'm always at like for this, like for Red Dead, I'm like at max excitement constantly, just because of how good yeah, Red Dead exactly. One was. So I'm in, exactly. but it's a good point to bring up. Um, but the, the other point was that they, because uh, the person who asked the question was like, "I should they have to? Should people have to specify?" Because he's like, "I don't think this had any gameplay in it." Should people have to specify if this is a CG trailer or if it's a gameplay trailer or anything like that? Which a lot of people normally do anyway. Um, but Gary would have brought up a point of like. Do Rockstar do gameplay trailers? They do. They usually do like feature trailers, don't they? For online, they did for Rockstar. They did for GTA Online. That was that's the only one I can think of. No, 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 I'm pretty sure GTA Five had like a uh, like a Los Santos sort of tourismish style video where talked about all the stuff that was there. But like again, be right. I don't think they have direct gameplay trailers. Yeah, again, they're Rockstar. you don't need to like they are rock stars so maybe we won't get we won't we won't get a maybe this is it we might get one more trailer before the game comes out but i think that's all we're gonna get it's also a good point like rockstar they do their own thing and they Mm -hmm. know their game's gonna sell and they know it's gonna get good reviews so they're just gonna they they can very easily just disappear back into their studio and work away on it yep this game's already selling like people are buying this game already People are paying money for this game already. Like it's, it's selling copies already, um, and it has been since it was announced. So, uh, even before we had the the 
release date that was announced in the funniest way possible. Oh I'm just God. like, yeah, sorry, the game's, be- sorry guys, the game's been delayed. We're delaying it to October 27th, and everyone's like, wait, what? This game had a date, and they're like, no, it's it's October 27th now. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. For that's, how, that's how you announced it. Then they're like, yeah, we're Rockstar, Louis. Do what we want. Like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? Here's some screenshots. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, have a couple of screenshots and then a re- and a, and a, like a subpar announcement of a release date. Like, <laughs> just like a yeah, it's been delayed to October twenty seventh. No fanfare whatsoever. Here's some screens. And Fucking this one, great. this one was just like they posted a thing going, "Hey, trailer tomorrow." Be there. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right, Rockstar. Yes, we will be there. <laughs> so excited. So we, fucking we, excited for this game. We bend to Rockstar's whims. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I, I played my, I played all of GTA Five, and it was fucking yep. great. It's a great game. Inconsist, like inconsistencies with things in narrative and things like that, and 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 well, all that kind of those, those kinds of arguments. Yes, they are present, but yes, I but... didn't really care because it's such a fucking good game. And, and but so. also. It still blows my mind that Rockstar makes... Again, GTA V is a game that came out on PS3 and 360. The PS4 mm-hmm. and Xbox One version looks so good. It runs yep. so well. Like, that is a mm-hmm. huge open world full of so many things. And I had... I don't... I don't think I encountered any real bugs with it. That's insane. No, I don't. I don't think I did it. The, the usual like open world bugs, I think, were sort of hit like, every now and then. But occasional ones, but nothing like you see in other open world games that maybe also no. have who spend a lot of time in the oven. Who we might see a new one this year. I don't know, and it, it might come mm-hmm. out, and it might be buggy, and it, I might be talking about Elder Scrolls. I can't confirm or deny that. But those games spend forever in the oven with so the. You think we're going to see some Elder Scrolls this year? I think we're due for a look at six. I think we are. Do you think we get a Fallout style reveal? Like no. a Fallout 4? No. I don't no. think it's this year. No. Which means we might, not, we, may not, we may not see it in that case because they've, they've been focusing more on the games that they're bringing out imminently. But I feel like... But what I'm saying is Elder Six will come out and it will be buggy, even though it's been in development for yeah, years. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um... Oh no! Man. But I, d- I just remembered. Speaking of glitches, I remember the horrible animal people in Red Dead Redemption One. <laughs> oh, oh, I take back what I oh. said. <laughs> yeah, or or fucking like fucking random cougar attacks. Yes, or or horses that want to use banks. <laughs> yep, bank horses. Yep, good times. Um, Virginia you know was mostly that okay. Ma- the, no, the, that stuff from Red Dead is making me even more excited for Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm like, fucking bring B- Bank Horse the sequel. Let's do let's it. Go. I'm ready to go again. I want to do a heist roll. where I bring my horse into the bank. <laughs> let's go. I want gender bend dastardly this time. I want to tie a male to the tracks. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Let's see, let's see how uh, up to date with... Uh, uh, current affairs rockstar are. Um, <laughs> I'm not holding my breath for that, to be honest, because as I much mean, as I love their games, sometimes they're a little bit much. But well, sometimes um, <laughs> they stick to their guns and like good on them. They they tell a story and they're not afraid to tell the story that they want to tell, which I guess is kind of good in a way. It has its flaws, maybe. 
Yeah, it does. Um, anyway, I'm sure you'll hear us talk more about Red Dead over the coming months in our like most hype lists and things and of that ilk. So um, stay tuned for that. But uh, after uh, it's at that time of the year, end of financial year, when everyone's doing their yearly financial reviews and all that sort of stuff, Nintendo had all theirs last week. We did some pretty interesting stuff. I think we talked about that last week on the show. Um, yes. Yes, we did. Uh, and uh, but this week, Activision has had uh, their sort of uh, financial review and some interesting tidbits have come out of it. We pl- I plucked um, some bits, Joel, because I don't, I don't really care about a lot of it, but there's some interesting things that I've just, that I was like, you really, yeah. you pick that and we'll pick that and we'll take that and stick it in there. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool that Overwatch is doing well still in in a surprise twist that shocked no one. Um, where I think we just hit two years. We're, yeah, when when the anniversary event starts in May, it'll be like the second year. Yeah, yeah, because I think I, I've tried, the I end think of it's the second year. Years I, since say. The, I think it's yeah, yeah. It's been two years since we played the beta because. I I I I was looking on Time Hop yesterday and it was I posted a status two years ago that was Overwatch is the big Hero Six game that you never knew you wanted, um, and I fucking stand by that. So <laughs> it's uh, also worth mentioning that on top of that, like like Overwatch, yeah, the, the most recent event Retribution has seen a higher participation rate versus the other events, and uh-huh. the average Overwatch League viewer spends over an hour watching matches, so that's pretty good for that as well. That's really cool. Um, do you think that the Overwatch Retribution uh, higher participation might come down to the fact that some people are idiots and didn't know to get onto the extraction helicopter and just kept playing? Maybe like morons. I'm glad they fixed. And they're that, like, though. "Oh, we failed again. Let's let's go back out there and try and beat it." Oh, we have to kill all these people. Get in the fucking chopper, please, for the love of God. Get hey, in the fi- helicopter so we can leave. They patched it so that people who do that get left behind, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, the second time I went, the, the, the next time I went back to play it with uh, with Broad, and we got into the helicopter and we waited there for like five seconds, and then we left it. I was like, huh, cool, awesome, yes, bye. <laughs> Mission success for us. I think the person we left behind was Reaper, and I was like, good, that's canon. Yeah, <laughs> screw him. I like it. Uh, but um, yeah, so Overwatch kicking goals. Uh, looks like they're expecting to add more teams to the league this year. Awesome. I mean, I guess maybe some other teams don't need to be there. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Shanghai Dragons. Hey. You haven't won a single game yet. <laughs> hey, look, it's Spire's coming out later this year. It's the year of the dragon now. So like, all right, all right. The Shanghai Dragons Let's... will turn around. You heard it here first from yeah. Joel. Uh, do it for Spyro. Do, do, it, do for it for Spyro. Do it for the little purple it's, dragon. It's, it's fucking Activision. It makes sense. It's Activision, <laughs> Overwatch, working hand in hand. It's fine. So what you're saying is they oh, might could rig you the matches. <laughs> could you imagine like a Spyro Overwatch crossover? No, I I can't, I Joel. Know. <laughs> Just get, put him as a spray in the game. That could work, actually. I'd be behind that. It it's seems fun. like you've got to be a Blizzard game to get on the spray list for this game. Don't least. Least. Unless Activision are like, do it. <laughs> I mean, we I'm surprised money. I haven't said do it yet. 
Yeah, they're probably trying. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's really cool to see uh, new teams that are being added and uh, everyone, like, you know, a lot of people watching at least sort of one match because, uh, like, an hour is about one match, I would say. Yeah, pretty safe yeah it's, bet. I think that roughly an hour long for, like, so, the, the matches and, like, the breaks in between. Yeah, so it's good to see, it. like, people, like, are jumping in to support their teams and just sort of watch their match, I guess. Yeah, I have to imagine that's um, what it is. And, and But even that is ooh. cool. Like, that's if you're yeah, if, that's awesome. If, if you're just jumping in to watch your team play, that's what they want at least. <laughs> I was definitely not watching it at work. I absolutely wasn't watching it while. Hey, Joel, how was how was Spitfire's doing? I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on <laughs> to the next point from Activision's points. Um, <laughs> fucking hit a raw nerve there. Um, we're not dragons bad. It's fine. We're not Shanghai dragons bad. It's fine. Also oh, now, so now we, so now we can rag on the dragons. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw them under the bus now. Don't you fucking hurt my Spitfires. Um, <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, so yes, Black Ops Four feature multiplayer innovations. That's what uh, they're saying as well, which we kind of knew. Well, I had I've been alluded to the fact that Black Ops 4 is probably going to be multiplayer only. Um, Which is still... It still weird. sounds like a, it's a gamble. Like, the, the full reveal is actually coming up real quick on May 17th. So we're going to know. Mm. Ten days. Yeah. But, like... And, like, yeah, multiplayer innovations is what they're, they're hinting at. And there's the, the Battle Royale rumors. It just... It all seems like it's lining up. It just does feel like it's lining up, doesn't it? It really does. Yep, and it's just and it's gonna ha- it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna double down on that fucking battle royale mode, and I honestly don't know if it's gonna work because, like, PUBG Joel. and Fortnite have their foot uh, their their feet cemented firmly in the ground. Uh, yeah, they got the footholds in the wall, but it is Call of Duty. Ah. Uh, mm. I just don't think... I think Call of Duty multiplayer, from what I've played of it, people like that enclosed area map. Because Call of Duty multiplayer has always been about, like, smaller arenas, but, like, really fast-paced action. And it just... That doesn't seem to really work in a Battle Royale environment. Yeah, and I, I agree. You, I, I do agree. You need an open area. Like, you need a big open area. You need... It, Battlefield? Absolutely. I can see that 100%. If Battlefield V or whatever, when it comes out, has a Battle Royale mode, I will not be surprised because I feel like... I mean... They've pretty much already got that anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, technically, Battlefield's already, like, 64 players. All they, had to, all they would have to do is sort of make that a free-for-all option where you have, like, one life. And that would essentially be yep. nearly a Battle Royale. Like, Battle they Royale. already have heaps of players. Um. Yeah, you you make good points, and like the battle royale thing, I don't. It, I'm not saying it's gonna work for Call of Duty, but I do. I I do believe that the brand Call of Duty will pull people in. I just don't know how long it would last. And don't yep. the Black Ops games have like the better campaigns now for the Call of Duty series? That's what I, that's what I heard. I actually kind of from what I've heard about the Black Ops series, I'm like, I kind of want to play through the campaigns of these games. They sound 
really fucking weird and really interesting. Like There's fun, like, stupid, like popcorn action movies that you play through. Yeah, with like, like double agents and like, like kind of like Inception style storytelling. And I'm like, all right, I kind of want to get into that. That sounds like just dumb enough for me to be interested. Um, I mean, it's why I love Titanfall 2's campaign so much. It's it's a fun, fucking fun six-hour action movie with you and your robot buddy, and it's so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's still on sale. If you haven't played Titanfall 2, it's like 17 bucks on sale if you can find it, like a second-hand copy of it, especially at like EB. It's worth it just for the six-hour campaign. Like, it's honestly, I loved it. <laughs> um, it's really worth a playthrough i'd highly recommend it at that price especially like you've got nothing to lose um do you so wait, you let's, gonna, let's let's get a verdict here joel do you think that black ops 4 ditches the campaign even with this like with that rumor do you think it, it sticks to it or do you think the rumor's half right and it has like the battle royale stuff but it still has a campaign i i think it's i think they're going to switch i think they're going to switch i think they're going to ditch the campaign do I think it's a good idea? No. But what do I know? I'm not a Call of Duty player. I'm the person that would that does play Call of Duty games for the story. Um, or, although, like, first-person shooters for the story, like, campaigns. So I, I'm obviously not their target market. <laughs> so I, me, personally, I think it's a bad idea. But we'll see, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea? Or do you think they're going to ditch it? I don't know. I don't think it... I don't think it's a good idea to ditch a campaign, like not not for something no. like Battle Royale, which sure, and I'm not saying it's going to be a dead trend by the end of the year, but it's definitely at its peak about nowish, well, like mm-hmm. even even like a month or so ago, and yep. I worry about all the games like clambering to try and like go, oh, but we have Battle Royale too, and I just don't know how it pays off, but I do, I just don't know if I see them ditching the campaign. I don't know, not. Otherwise, like, why would it be Black Ops 4? That's my biggest question yeah. mark. Like, why That's, call it Black yeah. Ops 4 if it's got no campaign? So I don't Unless know. they do it like... I've heard some people say that they might be doing it like Titanfall 1's, like, oh, quote-unquote campaign and telling a story through the multiplayer maps. That would be so bad. It would be so bad, but do you, they, they might do it. It's highly possible to do. It, okay, if they if they did it that way then they aren't paying attention because mm-hmm. there's a reason Titanfall 2 has a campaign. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's because of but, how that was received. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, I think we need to have, like, a Battle Royale counter for... <laughs> we. I, I think I'll, I'm going to, like, find a really good uh, bell sound effect. We'll do a ding every time we have a new game with uh, a Battle Royale mode. At E3 I, this year. I like it. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll do a tally of it and see how many we get by the end of it. Um, yeah, I think the other the other factor is as well that there's a reason why Fortnite is doing so well over even something like PUBG. It's a very big factor. And the fact that that game is free. You can play that game without having to pay a fucking cent. And still have as as a fulfilling time as you would if you were to buy the battle passes and spend money on V Bucks and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, do you think P 
people are going to be more willing to pay for a $60 Battle Royale mode just because it's Call of Duty. I mean, that's assuming it's 60 bucks Or $80, $80 sorry. I'm, I'm going by American prices here because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about this this argument. Um, but yeah, like, like $80, $90 for a Battle Royale mode. So Among other thing. things, of course, as well. But that's going to be their main draw card. Because I, I am very confident that Zombies is back as well. Oh, true. Yeah. But even then, like, I don't know if that sells at that... I mean, it's Call of Duty. It sells. I just don't know if it if it is remembered fondly at that price point. Hmm. Unle- unless, yeah. unless they sort of just evolve the Battle Royale mode, like, over COD iterations, and it just becomes a part of, like, the game. I don't know. Well, I did hear that there was that whole thing about that... Battle Royale mode of Call of Duty was coming to Switch. I did hear this as, as well. As its own thing. So... And it was weird. Who knows? This might be its own separate thing as well. Like, we don't know. They might They might be doing... it. We, all of this might be correct. It just might be in separated forms. So, Like, yeah, Black Ops Call 4 of Duty, could Black be Ops... its own thing, and then it's a, a downloadable yep. Call of Duty that's Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like Black Ops 4 could have have... Be multiplayer only, but there is also this Call of Duty Battle Royale. No, no, no. As okay, its own no, it, standalone thing. If if Battle Royale is a separate thing, Black Ops 4 has a campaign. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I I honestly hope that's the way they do things because I think that way they're going to make twice as much. If they sell, obviously, if they sell um, the Battle Royale at a, a cheaper price point at like say 30 maybe 40 dollars at most um but i don't know that makes more sense it makes more sense to them as a business making money as well oh yeah for sure this is the company that held um modern warfare modern warfare remastered behind a pre-order paywall and then released it later anyway <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to buy it and also resold you all the dlc Mm-hmm. So, like, they know yep. how to make money. Yep, yep. Selling things, popular trends and nostalgia, that's what they do. Uh, speaking of speaking of Activision knowing how to make money as well, uh, Destiny 2's next major expansion is going to be called Warmind. Uh, it's going to be revealed properly at what E3. Are, I think... No, no, so Warmind comes out this week or like next week. Oh, this month, but the next one's coming out E3. Sorry, I misread that. That's my yeah. bad. Warmind has yep. like a new raid and stuff like that, but the next one seems like it's going to be their new Taken King. Like, they mm. hype it up in the uh, in the earnings call. Where's that quote? I'll pull it out. <clears throat> Where is it? There it is. Yeah. So, what's coming this fall include? What's coming this fall includes innovations and gameplay, including what we think will be an incredibly engaging new mode, said Cody Johnson, Activision president and COO. This is from the VG247 article, by the way. One that introduces a whole new style of play for the first-person shooter gaming generally and certainly for the shooter space that Destiny created. It's a really exciting development. It's one of the things that we really we feel really speak to the community when it comes out in the fall, and we're excited to share more about that. We won't do that until E3. Some interesting wording there. 
Um, <laughs> incredibly vague. Uh, don't know what it means. <laughs> there are so many fucking buzzwords in that whole I'm, statement. I know. I mean, and let's be honest, Destiny Two hasn't it's, it hasn't been doing well, like on the on the public front. It's probably been making money no. because Destiny. This screams. You see, you mentioned taking King before. This screams to me, like, uh, like Bungie going, "Hey guys, like, do you remember Destiny Two? Like, remember Destiny One? We fixed that. We're taking King. We're gonna do it again with Destiny Two. It's like well, that's not the point." Shame, uh, fool us once, shame on us. Fool us twice, come on. Like, seriously. Interestingly, if you want to, if you want to pull up some fun stuff, you can look at their some of their. They've got slides in this article from the actual quarterly call. Mm. <sighs> Man, I tell you what doesn't pop up much. Destiny, like audience nope. reach touches on like Candy Crush, Call of Duty, Crash, Spyro, WoW, Hearthstone, Overwatch. No Destiny. They've got like yep. deep engagement for like celebrating player achievements and providing awesome spectating experiences. They've got King, Overwatch League, Call of Duty, like World League, and then for their like quarter segment results, it details Activision and mentions Call of Duty and Call of Duty. <laughs> so, oh boy, oh boy! Remember how Destiny? Yeah. Like, remember how Bungie got on like a ten-year deal for this thing? Yeah, let's see how long that lasts. I mean, I guess it has to be oh, 10 years, but like... I I know, but is it going to just be like... They're just going to get to the point where it's gonna, the, the team's going to be cut down so much that they're just going to shit out something crap every the, year that no one cares about because they're contractually obliged to do so. Or, or alternatively, like, Destiny 2 just becomes the platform we have for this entire generation and they just keep adding to that. Mm. Like, and we never, we never really see... I don't know. It's just... I feel like Destiny can still be saved. It's so annoying. It they had be. it. They had it, Joel, and then they lost it, and it's so frustrating. Um, one of the games we're going to talk about in in the, our questions segment later on has the potential to do that, um, but but it, pro- it yeah, probably won't. We'll see. Let's be honest, <laughs> it probably won't. It could because of who's behind it. Um, all right. Well, our last news topic today is. Bit of a short one. Uh, Remedy, the company behind uh, such classic hits as the original Max Payne and uh, Alan Wake, and most recently Quantic Dream, uh, not Quantic Dream, Quantum Break. <laughs> Quantic Dream are a studio. Ooh, they are. I'm oh, sorry. I was I, when we like we had a break before, and I was thinking about after this downloading the Detroit demo because I actually haven't played it yet. Oh, Maybe that was all. on my mind still. No, I haven't played it. So I'm like, I probably should. And I was like, yeah. I'm not going to play it until I finish God of War. So yeah, definitely um, download and play it. I'm curious. Cause I kind of want to see if I, cause I kind of want to play the game. I kind of want to play it too, Joel, but also I'm so on the fence about Quantic Dream. So yeah, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if it's a slow news week next week, we might better bring it up. Um, but yes. Uh, so Romani, uh, have been working on some sort of mysterious new project that's been referred to as P7, which I think stands for Project 7, because I think it's their seventh project they've worked on. Sure. <laughs> yep, you know, got to love working titles. Um, but yeah, they, they've come out and said that it's going to be revealed at E3 uh, as part of our 505 Games uh, lineup. What do you make of this, Kyron? What What do you think we're going to see from Remedy? 
I don't know. Like, I want to believe it'll be a cool single-player experience because that's what they're best at, but I just don't know. Wasn't it recently they um they said something about they were working on, like, a shared world or whatever it was, like a um, game work- service they were focusing on? Oh, maybe. I never, right now they're working on the single-player campaign for a game by Smilegate called Crossfire 2, which I guess is single-player okay. right there. So, but, uh, but I don't know, man. Like, Remedy, they're, they're cool. They gave us Alan Wake, which is a great game. They gave us Max Payne, also good. Never played Quantum Break. Was never really interested in Quantum Break, but it looked interesting. And I kind of want to play it. Oh, man. I, I think we're going to see a new IP from them. I have no oh, idea what they're going to... I have no idea what they're going to do because here's if a, you look at fun, the last... Yeah. Here's, a, here's a fun question, Joel. If this shows okay. up at E3, which which press conference is the trailer at? Like, hmm. Now, I don't think there's any bl- bad blood between Remedy and Microsoft, but their publishing deal has ended... And even if it's just a small thing, I just wonder. Like, I, I wouldn't put it past Sony to just be like, "No, we want that trailer," just because. Why not? <laughs> like, it just sounds like well, a Sony it says thing it's to gonna do. be a part of. It's gonna be a part of Five Hundred Five Games. Yeah, but like, if it's gonna be what else three, have they got though? Five Hundred Five. Uh, they publish lots of miscellaneous think... stuff. Yeah, it's all over the shop, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think like, if there's anything of... like. They do. I mean, are you thinking maybe they'll have like a like a five hundred five reel or something? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. And at the end got, of that, we see like a full trailer. I feel like Remedy, end, like Remedy, is enough to get it onto a stage. I just, I'm curious to know which one it would pop up in. I do think it's like it is a trailer in a series of trailers. But yeah, I don't know. I think like they might do like a five hundred five, like say. Sony have done this before, like, or actually Microsoft have done it as well. You see, like, the 505 games, it's like, ah, oh, this, 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 and this. I saw a list of stuff that 505 are actually bringing before, but I can't remember what it was. Um, and it was some actually interesting stuff, but, uh, yeah, they're like, bang, 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 bang. And at the end, like, lights go down, and you see remedies logo pop up and everyone loses their mind and then we see some fucking batshit crazy thing does everybody lose their mind well maybe not lose their mind but everyone goes oh i I think there might be like a uh like a a a bit of a not a gasp even like a people are interested a sense of intrigue over the audience (laughs) fair enough all right let's go with that let's go with that yeah um but yeah, I it's it's so hard to to think about like or to try and speculate what they might be bringing to the table because I just I have no idea. Like Remedy um, again, I I want to believe it's going to be a cool sort of single player adventure action adventure sort of game because that sort of is their bread and butter. But maybe breaking away from Microsoft and sort of being under the the publishing of Five Hundred Five, they might want to try something different. I don't know. It's anything could happen. Well, there was that whole thing about, like, they pitched Alan Wake 2, but Microsoft wanted a new IP, and that's why we got Quantum Break. But the question there is, like, who owns the Alan Wake IP? Is it Remedy or is it Microsoft? Hmm. Yeah. 
Man, if it if they came out and they were like, yeah, we're doing Alan Wake too. Oh, by the way, Alan Wake's coming to PS4 as well. Remastered. It's It'd be yeah. interesting. It's pub- so America like Alan Wake was published by Microsoft, but I can't see if it was if it's like owned by them. Mm. I mean, it's not impossible because like Mass Effect One was published by Microsoft, but eventually yeah. came to PlayStation when EA picked up Bioware. <clears throat> eventually, it took time. It, it took did take time. time. <laughs> but I mean, how long has it been since Alan Wake came out? That was a 360 game. Yeah, well, very Alan early Wake, 360 game. It came out on. It came out in 2010. Okay, so it's like about so, seven, yeah, seven, eight, eight years. years. Yeah. Cool. That'd be interesting. Even if they did, even if Microsoft did have oh my it, God. like, Joel, it's nearly it's nearly like eight years to the day. It came out in Europe on like the it came out in Australia on May twentieth, twenty ten. Oh wow. Hmm. Maybe even if like 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 it's been eight years, like that contract might, that with Microsoft might be up in terms of like ownership rights. It's sticky, Joel. It's sticky and messy, and I can't find any sort of quick answer on the, the rights of who owns that 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 IP. If it's, it's re- the if only it's re- spe- yeah, if it's Remedy, then yeah, I could. If, if Remedy owns it, I could see Alan Wake too. But if it's not, that would be something. I think that would be something that people would lose their minds over too. That's a uh, that's a get hype moment. I think. Because a lot of people want to get on Wake too, so um, I actually played through that. I played that on my like on my laptop actually. Alan Wake is a good game. I really it's a like good it. game. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, Lots of like yeah, Stephen like, Kingy horror, a little bit of Twin Peaks mixed in there. It's got it's got a bit of everything. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. It has some really cool storytelling stuff in there. Um, that scene on the uh, on the farm with the the concert stage yeah i love that the, still the gameplay kind of got a bit old with like flash of light then shoot but it was it was okay it was it was for its time it was something different too like it was a bit, it was interesting the, the, um that they tried to something start different <laughs> yeah exactly it got tedious after a while but um but yeah that's the only speculation i could have about what remedy might be bringing to the table really <laughs> it's like, like a I can't hope it's something new and cool, but who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out in about a cool. month's time. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our news for this week. So I think it's time for us to jump into some questions. We've got a couple of nice tasty ones this week. Bring it on. From our, our, our lovely friends of the show. Uh, starting off with the wonderful Mr. Brennan Hill, our superstar guest from last week. Uh, got a lot of good feedback from, from people, uh, listening to that episode. So that's really great. Uh, it's always fun to have Brendan on the show. And, uh, he wanted me to specify, he did tweet us about it. Uh, he did want me to specify. Oh, that's that right. He did. That's right. He said some things last week about the difficulty of God of War. Oh, Jesus. And that he was struggling with the difficulty. <laughs> uh, he had a revelation during the week that he was actually playing on hard and not normal oh. like he thought he was. So he would like to just retract some of those statements about the difficulty of God of War that he had last week. Oh, um, when when he figured it out, like it was this weird yeah. crystallizing moment. Where even for me, I was like, 
Yeah, I, he was dying fast. And it, I'm not saying that I'm really good at the game, but I was just like, mm. the encounters, it, it, it all made sense. It all made sense. My God, he got so far and hard. I'm impressed. <laughs> I had a message from him at nine o'clock last Wednesday, and it just said, all caps, I have been playing on hard the whole fucking time. There was no previous conversation to that. That was how we started the conversation with me. Um, and I lost my shit. Oh, um, my God. But yes, he did want us to to specify that um, he wanted to retract some of his statements about that. So uh, if you oh, listened yeah. to last week and you were like, okay, sure, it's not that hard, Brendan. Since, um, since <laughs> shifting around, he's had a much better time. Yeah, exactly. So this time, maybe having a tooltip asking him if he'd like to move to easy mode no, might have helped him. No, 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 Joel, because it did say that. <laughs> it did say that, but again, he didn't know he was playing on hard, so it was still insulting. <laughs> he didn't know. Because it was just like, Brendan hey, has no maybe, maybe you should try lowering the difficulty. But he was just like, no, I'm playing on normal. I don't want to play on easy mode. <laughs> Turns out I was playing on hard the whole time. And the game was just like, oh. maybe change to normal, dude. I don't know. Fantastic. I love it. Anyway, so we just wanted to clarify that one up. Just clear the air there. There was a bit of, you know, he felt there was a bit of controversy over it. So he just wanted us to clear that up for him. Um, Transparency is important. Exactly. Yeah. It's good for him to step forward and uh, admit uh, admit this uh, in this dark time <laughs> in the show. Uh, Brendan asks us, Speaking of dark times, what character death are you still not over? <laughs> I mean, so he there was an extra part of his question where he basically included the one that I'm going to obviously start off with because it's the most infamous character death in video gaming. And that is, of course, Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. One day, when that remake comes out, possibly when I'm like in a retirement home, uh, and yeah, I yeah. have to play that scene, it's going to be heartbreaking to watch it happen in HD. And I don't know if I want to put myself through that because I will never be okay with that. Yeah, I guess. Like, I get. Well, I feel like I resort to this answer for a lot of things, but I mean, like, boss in Metal Gear Solid Three. See, boss was the like, other one I was thinking about. It's just like I. It's not like it. It tears me up, but like I just remember. I I constantly think about that moment. No, like here's here's the thing. It it does tear me up because she's a good person, and she's yeah, doing true. what she does for her country. And also, you have to pull the trigger. You have to kill this character. So not only is this yeah. a character death, it's a character death that you are responsible for. So it's like it's a one-two hit, and you you just like give me a second, please, game. And then, because, like, you... So, oh, thinking about Snake Eater. So you do that. You don't know the full the full layer to it. You're like, I like the boss, but I've got to kill her. Oh, man. So you fight her, you feel bad, you kill her, you feel bad. And then you get the, the cutscene from Ava where mm-hmm. she goes, Oh, by the way, boss was actually a good person. Blah. Yep. And with the really sad music, you're like, Well, I am an emotional wreck, so this is good. Thanks, yep. I need to put the controller down and go away. I appreciate for a it. long time, boss. You were a hero. I also want to say, on that same vein, 
I'm still sort of not over Big Boss passing away in Metal Gear Solid 4. In that yeah, hour, in in the hour long cutscene, it happens in I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. but just like this when it happens, he's like he's leaning against against the grave, and you don't. It doesn't zoom in. You just see the cigarette fall from his mouth, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, fuck, yeah, shit, god damn it, Kojima, why? Oh. Yep. And then that was um, the last. That was the last good Metal Gear story we got. It's also the last game to feature the proper Big Boss, I guess. Oh, no. He, it, oh. it was Big Boss in Ground Zeroes, wasn't it? That's Big Boss. Or it is that was, not, yeah. It yeah, was. it was Big Boss. Because when you take off at the end of Big Boss, the, the doctor in the helicopter is fake boss. Yes. Ve- okay. Uh, like um, Venom Snake, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so... so that, but, uh, yeah, uh, mm. it's it's also worth mentioning that as much as I have issues with how this all wrapped up, there are several names that I could be, but you can just mention from Mass Effect. As as it is Brent asking this question, I feel obliged to bring up Morden Solus in Mass Effect 3, yep. which I'll never be over, yep. as he's going up that elevator to do the right thing and also die. I guess Mass Effect yep. spoilers, but where were you like six yeah, years on. ago? <laughs> and on. in that same vein, Thane Krios as well. Yep. I was going to say Thane, if you were mentioning Brennan, yeah, Thane yeah. for sure. Thane is enough um, but especially just in, in Mass Effect 3, the way that happens. Yep. <sighs> Fuck. Yep. Was, I hate yep, you for the most part, Mass friend. Effect 3, but you saw sort of also broke a lot of people's hearts. Oh yeah. E- yeah, even Legion and Tali, just all the characters that can die in that oh, game. Oh, Tali, why'd you mention her? Hey, your Tali <sighs> probably survived. Mine died. Yeah, mine did. I think mine survived. But I still. tried too hard to save Legion, and she threw herself off a cliff. I don't like. God damn it! I don't like to. I don't like to think of a world where Tali doesn't exist next to me. Even with her weird Somewhere. stock photo face. Look, look. All right. Yes. Uh huh. Fucking yes. yes. That's shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. Oh fuck me. Anyway. Oh, God damn it! You've made me mad now. Um. Here, I'll make you sad again by mentioning another another character death Joel that I don't think we're over. Probably. I know a character mm. isn't over it. Uh, Sarah yeah. from The Last of Us. Fuck. A character that you were basically Fucking... know for like twenty minutes. Oh. God damn it. Uh, I was going to bring up um, one for me personally that, like, it doesn't... I, 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 It's not so much that I haven't really gotten over it. It's just more so that I can't believe they kind of did that. Uh, and it sort of makes me think uh, one of my fav- well, favorite parts, but, like, one of my... The parts of the game that I respect the most, like, a lot in uh, Borderlands 2 with Mordecai. Um and Bloodwing, not even Roland, man. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. Roland and and Bloodwing. That's oh, okay. what I meant to say. But yeah, like those characters were characters you played as in the first game, like Bloodwing. Again, in control of. The, but I think the Bloodwing one sort of is harder because you've got to kill the damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> For the same reason and, as the and, boss. 
And considering I played through all of one as Mordecai, I was like, that was my bird. And I had to kill it because it was a big monster. And yeah, it sucked. Um, but, it, but it popped out so much loot, Joel, like a pinata. It really did. It did. He was it, like, he gave us one final gift before he parted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was one that I just that popped into my mind then. I'm trying to think about character deaths now. I also have to bring I up. I know uh, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's heaps. It's just tough to pick the ones that. I don't know, but you're still hung up on because some of them, like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been looking at a list, and there's someone here where it's like, "What about when this character died?" I was like, "Yeah, but I didn't care." Like, lots of Bethesda characters. There's uh, Cole Phelps from La Noire. Didn't really care, mostly because yeah. of how that story sort of wrapped up in the end. It, Noble Six from um, Halo Reach is not a bad one. Like, just because you play out the final moments. That's pretty that, good. Yeah, that's that. That's a a really cool, cool, uh, in quotes, ending uh, yeah. to a game and to a character, I guess, as well. Yeah. Yeah. It throws, it also throws Sans from Undertale in here and even Papyrus. Cause both of those, Ooh. when you, when you, when you kill both of them, it's pretty heartbreaking, especially Papyrus. Cause he just wants to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. True. But, uh, and what's her, what's her face from the start as well? Oh, Goat Mum. Um, yeah. Shit, what is her actual name? I've forgotten. It's been so long, John. Yeah, yeah me too. It's, I, like, I know, I'm trying to think of it. I know who you mean, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goat Mum. No, that, that one sucked. Yeah. Um, that really sucks. One last one I want to bring up from my personal list is uh, Isara from Valkyria Chronicles. The tank okay. mechanic who was like, oh, this is... It's a nice, nice character. She's, oh, she's pretty prejudiced against her because it's sort of like pseudo World War Two, and she's sort of the the anime games version of Jewish, so not very popular. Uh, but then she dies, and it sucks. And she was she was an innocent child who fixed my tank, and then she died, and it was not fun. Karen, why'd you bring up The Last of Us? I'm, I'm really sad now. I keep thinking about that now. Just you wait until Joel is dead in the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And Ellie's going to see him as appar- like some sort of like spirit ghost dad. It's going to happen. <laughs> yep. And it's going to fucking suck. And it's probably <laughs> going to be the start of the game. Um, probably. Oh, yeah, man. it's going to kick out the gate. The baby Metroid from Super Metroid. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Sacrifice itself cool. to get me off of Planet Zebras. Ah, jeez. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Yeah, Snipe, there is lots. Snipe, Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one just because of, like, the stuff with poor, poor Hal Emmerich, who has no luck. Because I almost want to um, bring up his sister in the sequel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what bad. about uh, what about all of the Colossi from Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> yeah, well. After you, I, after you get to the end of that game, you're like, oh, um, shit. After you murder them? Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> I'll pay it. Just, after you murder them in pretty much cold blood. like, So you can try to bring someone back to life. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh God boy. Damn it. Anyway, thanks, Brendan, for bringing the tone down of the podcast. 
That was very lovely of you. Here's a, here's a, um, here's a again, character death I'm never over. Uh, Sif, the great the great grey wolf from Dark Souls. Can't wait to do that again in a few weeks' time. Oh. Thanks, from Software. <laughs> oh. um, but yes, once again, we just like to reiterate that Brendan would like to retract <laughs> his statements he said last week about the difficulty of God of War. He was um, playing on hard mode. I witnessed, yep. my, with my eyes, I witnessed him discovering this and i can back up what he has clarified <laughs> you are you are the uh you are the, the, the witness of this whole I'm situation the witness. Yeah. this is all above board and what he is saying is true yep great that's the end of the press conference for today thank you very much for attending no, no more we'll questions next week yeah no more questions except we do have one more question we do have one more um, question from Rod. <laughs> We do. Uh, we've got a, a question from our wonderful friend, Mr. Broderick Cortez, a friend of the show, and also co-host of the wonderful Hunting Seasons podcast, uh, which is uh, an amazing... Do you love TV series as much as you like listening to us talk about video games? I hope so. I hope that means it's a good thing. Yeah, I hope so too, because if you do, go and listen to Hunting Seasons. Um Damask and Broad uh, take apart a season of television, like a television series, one season at a time. I think last week's episode was uh, the American crime story, uh, the assassination of uh, Giovanni Versace. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, go and listen to them. They actually have a really good format of their show. They do some news topics at the start, uh, and they do a spoiler-free review of the series, and then they go into spoilers after that if you've watched the series. But if you're on the fence about something they might be talking about that week – Definitely tune into them, at least listen to their, some of their spoiler-free reviews, uh, and you might get a bit more of an inclination to, if you want to continue watching the show or that you're Tell you interested what, Joel, in. Currently. Their next episode is Riverdale. Oh, really? Yeah, season one of Riverdale. Is, I'm, I'm on their schedule right now, so that'll be... I haven't actually watched Fuck. Riverdale. I know a lot of people who do I haven't watch either. Riverdale. <laughs> I kind of want to hear what Brod has to say about Riverdale. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm really curious about that because I've watched some of it and I, mm, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> um, cool. I was well, wondering, I, I'm, I thought I'd been like, Damascus had been like live twinning it and it's all lining up now. It makes sense. Mm. Uh, anyway, go and show them some love because it's a, a really, really great podcast. I uh, listen to it on the reg. Um reg. <laughs> Uh, I probably I, and I would listen to it too if I'd stumbled across it and I didn't know Damascus Broad as well as I do because it's it's a really great uh, a really great show and it's not like anything else out there that I've really found about I mean TV especially series. if you're into television like absolutely yeah for sure yeah or if you stumble across an episode it's like of a show that you really like like I remember their their very first ep- um like a television series they did was Breaking Bad and I love Breaking Bad and it was really great to hear them talk about that. Uh, and it also it, it's also really great too because they know their shit about all this sort of stuff. They are very well versed in the the entire industry of uh, film and television, and it's really great to hear them and their opinions on things. So go and give them a listen. But Broad asks us this week: What upcoming games are you currently cold on, but think have the potential to impress you at E3? What games have you already completely written off? So we mentioned before about a potential game that could sort of, you know, take the place and succeed where Destiny 2 has failed. 
Uh, and I feel like this falls into this category uh, for this question. For both of us, we were talking about this before, uh, and that is, of course, EA's uh, or Bioware's Anthem. It's, it, I mean, it's, it is EA's as well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's, that's the part of it that makes me a little cold on it. I mean, they've been constantly saying it'll be cosmetic microtransactions only, but mm. that's one side of my concern. The other side of my concern is just Bioware. I yeah. don't. It's just, it's terrifying because if this is bad, it's probably their last game. Like, this is probably yep. it. This is make or break. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think it could impress me because the idea sounds cool. I love having a sweet, like, wardrobe full of Iron Man suits to pick from for the specific job I want to do. But it also walks a very fine line of being garbage. Yep. Absolutely. And I am nervous. I I wanted to be good for Bioware's sake, honestly. Oh, yeah. um, I wanted to succeed. I don't even care if it's good. If it succeeds, like if I don't think it's good, that's fine. But if it succeeds and a lot of people are really digging it, I'm excited because I'm like, cool, Bioware, you get a second chance at this. Let's. I hope bring it finds it back. its audience, I guess, is the best way to put it. I wanted yeah, to find an audience. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I have gone a little cold on it, especially since, like, that official, like, that, that, that announcement trailer from last year. I was like, this looks fucking cool. Um, it also looks really like, scripted and staged. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those really and bad stage demo things. I still yeah. don't know if I buy that part where they're flying along and dive underwater. I don't think I buy that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that works. Okay. All right. Wait, go watch the trailer again and tell me, Joel. I'm curious because I don't, I don't yeah, know if okay. I believe it. <laughs> okay. It's true. I haven't watched it since I first, it first came out, so maybe I do need to revisit it. Um, but yeah, is there anything uh, else coming to mind for you, Karen? Is there anything you're completely off? I mean, as far as completely off goes, uh, Skull and Bones from Ubisoft mm, announced it yeah. last year's E3. Missed the point of why people were excited for Sea of Thieves, I think. Like, Sea of Thieves being this cool co-op pirate game, and Ubisoft is like, what if uh, the pirate combat, the naval combat from Assassin's Creed for Black Flag, but PvP... And it's just like, no, that's... No. Yeah. No. It's just going to be a no. Yeah. <laughs> and not just because of, of that. I'm, it's not a not a hidden fact, but I'm not a crazy fan of just PvP-only stuff. Yeah. It's also just my general concern for, again, just microtransactions and how Ubisoft sort of has them in their multiplayer games. And just, it doesn't give me hope for that game. But also, we haven't really seen it since then. So, who knows what it's going to look like when it pops up. But I feel like I've just yeah. completely written it off. It's gone. Yeah. I have uh, I have another Ubisoft one that just came to mind that I'm not completely written off. I'm just a little cold on. And I, I think it's just because I've there's been a lot of other things going on that I haven't really focused in on this. Um, and that's the crew, too. Um, I was pretty excited. I never played the crew one because I heard it wasn't great, but this looks like it's from all reports that I've heard from people who were playing it at the time. Um, like the early builds of it were like, yeah, it's kind of cool. And then I played it at PAX and I was like, it's fine. 
And now I'm just sort of like, oh, that comes out in like a month. And I'm like, am I going to get it? It looks it's not interesting a good time enough. It's really not a good time to come out. And I, I, I'm going to probably get a, end up waiting for reviews to see what people say are saying about it. But yeah, I've kind of just sort of really uh, ease off the throttle on that one. Um, and yeah, that's the one that came to my mind. Speaking of games that have to have a lot to prove to me, if they want me to give a crap about them existing, uh, Days Gone from Sony. Mostly yeah. because the, the thing we know, like the thing they're talking the most about from or showing the most of from that game is just a huge mass of zombies, which is cool for like a minute. And then you're like, okay, but what else have you got? And coming out, or being being talked about at the same cycle as The Last of Us, I'm like, see that that there, that's what you should be, but you're not. And I'm not saying you have to be that, but you're also not. I don't think they're differentiating themselves very much. Again, I guess like no. the massive zombies is something unique, but I don't know. If, I don't know. Not not when Last of Us is coming. I don't think he can really do that. And nothing I've seen from that game really has gotten me excited at all. And it it could it could turn me back around. Mm. It's just going to take a really good showing or like some sort of hook or something interesting. There's one factor that's sort of still making me kind of interested about it, and that's the motorbike stuff. Um, I, I I don't know why. I just feel like that's going to have a really important role in the game. And if it does, I, I'm excited to see how they implement that. And if they can do it really well, I'll be excited for it. I'm not completely off this game. Um, have we we not be living in a world where The Last of Us Part 2 exists which is a game that I did not want I did not want I was like I am totally fine with uh, and if you do it I'm totally fine I'm more more than happy for it to be not Joel and Ellie Um, but as soon as that first trailer came out I was like fuck yes I am in I was the same, Joel. Um, I was also like, no more Joel and Ellie, please. We're good. They show that first trailer, and I was like, I am wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we, we need, well, I think we, if you we go back early on in, yeah, exactly. I think if you go back early on in this show, you've probably heard us talking about like, I don't think there needs to be a Last of Us Part 2, especially, oh, it wasn't even Part 2, a Last of Us 2 back then. Um, I'm certain there are episodes where we've talked about that. Uh, yeah, it's probably so funny for us to. All it took was one fucking trailer of Ashley Johnson singing, and, and, and it was like it that was, was it. It was it. Didn't they talk about it? They did it really early on, like really early on. Yep, yep. Um, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm sold on this idea. I'm sold, and like especially with the added layer of Joel probably being dead. Even though it yep. almost seems too obvious, but if it is what they go with, like that's enough to me to go, yes, okay, one more, one more. We can do one more with Joel, with Joel and Ellie's yeah. characters. That's fine. We can do it. But that's it. That's a Ali, cutoff. But- Ellie needs Ellie needs to become like a a full grown woman, and I think this is what we're going to see. Yeah. Where we're going to see that happen, and that's going to be really interesting. And see, um, it's kind of unfair to compare them, but we have that from that first trailer, right? And sure, it's a sequel, so there's, like, stuff already there for us to build on. But I just feel like Days Gone hasn't had that. Yeah. 
No, you're 100% right. It's hard to talk about that in the same news cycle as The Last of Us Part 2 because that just that just sucks all the air out of whatever the guys are saying about Days Gone. So, yeah. I just don't know. And it seems, it seems to be that's the case too because we haven't really seen all that much since E3 last year. I don't think we saw anything at... Was it there? I don't remember. I'm going to have to recap it. The last... I, I, I think it was at E3 and it, it skipped... Um, obviously, because they didn't do much for it, but um, oh, PSX. PSX. Yeah. yeah, I mean everything's I'm pretty sure PSX. It was, I'm pretty, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure it was there. Okay. Because um, I remember there was a, a more recent trailer with the bear. Oh, that's right. There was yeah. a bear thing. There was the bear because the bear like, the bear was at PSX, wasn't it? No, like it was the bear E3, statue. Oh, no, no, like the bear statue was at PSX. Yeah, PSX was when they they actually set out that their Days Gone area was really cool. They actually had, like, actual grass. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, they did too. The only trailer I remember is that one with the swarm of zombies. (laughs) Make of that what you will. No, No, I actually think the second trailer is a a much better trailer showing about what the game's about, but... It it didn't stick for me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, apparently not, so... um, yeah, no, that's a that's a fairly decent answer. I think that's that's fair to say. Maybe Going we should revisit this after E three because I reckon I think we things should. could we change, or there'll this. be a whole bunch of new ones. Hmm. I think we might. Yeah, definitely come back to this. Maybe we'll do um, like a hot or not after each publisher. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like uh, that a lot. A terrible homage to a god awful website. That I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> that we spent far too much time on at friends' houses. So garbage. Had oh, a God. period in our life that we're, you know, not super Tra- trash site. I'm sad yeah, I even trash site. It. Yep. Um, it, it was a, a site like it was the beginnings of Facebook as well, but good old social and network. That, anyway. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <sighs> anyway, I think that's about an episode, don't you think? Thank you very much for your is. question, Brod. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and like we said, we might revisit this in a f- five weeks' time or so. Give or take a few days. It's creeping up, Joel. It certainly is. And I'm ready. I'm so ready. Uh, but yeah, I reckon that's an episode. So I reckon bring us home, Kyron. That sounds good to me, Joel. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it. If you'd like to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Twitter and Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options. If you would like to email us, you can send us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. And of course, whatever podcast platform of choice you listen to us on, whether it's uh, Podbean itself or iTunes or Podchaser, or even if you just listen to us on Facebook, you can still throw us likes or shares or stars or scrubbles. I have, I, one day I'll log back into Last FM, Joel, and I'll check, but I just don't have it in me right now. Give me them scrubbles. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where honestly, I'm just, tonight I tweeted about E3, first of all. I posted like, just I'm getting hyped, Joel. I'm posting Smash GIFs. I'm I'm posting like Shadows Die Twice GIFs. Like I'm starting to get really excited. And also Mm. just tweeting about Picnic at Hanging Rock because it's out now and I can watch it and I'm going to keep watching it tomorrow night. 
I'm probably going to watch some of it too. You should. Everyone should go and watch it. That's my professional, Ooh. my personal opinion. Maybe I'm, I'm probably talk about it more next week. Who knows? <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, we're going to find you, Joel. Uh, you, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where I am like in the last day or so, I've just sort of been coming to terms with the fact that I finished God of War. Um, yeah, that's fair. I made what the kids call a meme um, and uh, posted that. So <laughs> Good work. You did uh, it, Joel. Also, you, you memed. I did. But also this week, uh, this the week just gone by last Tuesday, uh, it was my three-year wedding anniversary with my lovely wife, Ashley. So I put up a photo of our wedding day. Thank you, good sir. I'm going away for a few days in the middle of this week. She's got the whole other week off this week from work. So we're going to spend some time away, which will be good. Um, but yeah, I posted a picture of myself and Ashley on our wedding day. That's one of my favorite photos that I have of us ever uh, from one of the best days of my life. So um, I guess, if you would like I guess to see that's that. acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, I guess. Um yeah, if you would like to see that, just go and uh, check out at Jolly Mac. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. All right, then. Well, in that case, I will let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches, get bitches, take us out, and we will catch you guys next week. See you. Bye. <laughs>